obviously. Um, I'm a huge Caps fan. I always have been. And to be there at that game with my teammates and for us to bring, you know, our gold medals to to there and share it with everyone in this area was really, really special for me. And just the support and it's been tremendous from everyone in this area. And you could feel that there at that game. Welcome to Sports on the Hill podcast. Hashtag DC Sports Without the Politics with Carol and Robbie on True Radio Network. And welcome on in. We're live, Sports on the Hill podcast, episode 213. Uh, we're uh, here. It's a, there's a live Capitals game. If you're following along, Washington is winning a three to one over Boston. It's uh, about 6:42 left in the second period. Uh, we'll be covering that game throughout the night. Uh, we'll have an entire Capitals hour about the nine o'clock hour, so just in about uh, 30 minutes. But for the first 30 minutes, we're going to talk Wizards. We've already got the roundtable here. Uh, I'm going to have them introduce themselves real quickly while I share this to a couple of Wizards rooms. Uh, we're going to start off with you. DC's People's Champ, uh, how are you doing tonight? Doing well. Coming off what was a fun uh, Royal Rumble pay-per-view and an even funner, if that's a word, uh, intro to Twitch streaming uh, with Sif last night, which was a lot of fun. And Robbie, thank you for being on there and, and you know showing some love there as well. Yeah, no, I had a great time on that Twitch stream. I, uh, I highly encourage it. Tell the people what the Twitch handle is so people can find you guys. It's uh, twitch.tv forward slash true no spots pod. So that's where we are. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely check Champ out if you want to watch uh, a live uh, match uh, with him uh, and uh, with Sith. And uh, it's a lot of fun and I highly recommend it. Uh, we had Dujane Bland joining us as well. We had a bunch of other people popping through. Uh, we're going to try to build that Twitch community over there, which is really cool. Uh, uh, something uh, apparently happened positive for the yeah, New York Rangers. I'll actually announce Rangers scored. You. Yeah, so <laughs> the Rangers just tied the game 1-1 against Pittsburgh. It's about 2-18 uh, left in the second period on my screen. Uh, a big-time goal right there uh, to tie that game. The Rangers will actually be our next opponent, so we may have Brian uh, come on as part of our next segment. Uh, so, unfortunately, it looks like the Capitals may have just taken a stupid penalty right there. Uh, so this game is uh, very feisty in this uh, Caps game. All right, uh, so we got Brian in here now with the, with the Rangers score. Uh, we got the wrestling. By the way, uh, Brian had a great uh, podcast uh, today. Also, I've been checking that out. If you want to know his top five Super Bowl picks, uh, check it that out. Uh, top five Super Bowl halftime, halftime shows of half-time, all time. Yeah. Halftime shows. Yes, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, it was it was a good uh, list. I enjoyed it. I've listened Thank to you. it now. I won't give any spoilers. Uh, so check that out. Uh, Arun is our next guest. We're going to bring him in right now. Uh, Arun, how are you doing tonight? 
not bad. I'm assuming Maroon 5 isn't in Brian's top five. And... Absolutely not. <laughs> um, Never. No, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and looking uh, forward to Sounds good. Uh, sorry, I'm just trying to get this share, but of course, you know, Facebook messes up right when you need it to. Uh, Tim, uh, the next guest on our uh, podcast, what are your uh, thoughts? Uh, how was your week? How has it been? Oh, it's, it's going great. I'm still riding high over that great win over the Nets uh, last night. I'm still shocked. So happy to be part of the show and talk about that game. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I'm going to do what I usually do and share uh, my screen. Um, let me just pull that up. Hold on. Uh, and that way people can take a look at the entire uh, schedule. Sorry, I'm fending off my cat who um, wants to get my food. So, uh, all right. So I'm, we're going to start off with the um, uh, the, the fir- last game, which is the first one with the John Wall, uh, the uh, Washington Wizards and the Houston Rockets. Uh, it was kind of um an upsetting game just because i thought it would be a little bit closer uh john wall didn't play as well as i expected he was talking a lot of trash before the game that this was going to be his revenge um i I, you know i thought he played okay uh but uh the reality is it just was a team effort and i thought as a team the rockets just looked better than the wizards uh in, in this one i'm gonna go through all three losses real quickly Uh, and my fast take on it. And then I'm going to give each one of our guest members a game to talk about where they could break it down a little bit further, just to go through it a little faster than each one of us talking about each game. Uh, Then we'll all talk about the one win of the week. Uh, So that was um, the Rockets game. The next one uh, was the the Pelicans game, uh, which uh, was also disappointing because I thought that they really had an opportunity going into this game to get a win. Uh, but the Pelicans put up 35 points to the Wizards, 18 in the first quarter, and they were just trying to play catch up from there. They, they played pretty decent throughout the rest of the game, but it was just too sizable of a lead in my mind for them to ever like truly overcome. Um, it was fairly even throughout the rest of the game in terms of scoring. Uh, but again, uh, you know, giving a team that much of a pad to start a game is always dangerous, especially when you're on the road. Uh, the next matchup after that one uh, was the Hawks game. Uh, that one, uh, the Hawks started off pretty well. Uh, they played a solid first half. Uh, they continued to pour it on in the third, uh, and the Wizards, uh, were able to play a decent in the fourth quarter, but at that point, again, it was too, uh, far gone. So it's, again, it's another situation where, uh, the score early kind of dictated the final score in the sense that they couldn't get over the hump, uh, that was in the first couple of games. So, uh, we're going to start off, um, I'll give Champ the first uh, game. Uh, Which one do you want to talk about? I want to talk about this Hawks game because one of the things that's not talked about much was the fact that the Wizards played the majority of this game without two very important pieces. That was Robin Lopez, who got double teed early on in the game and was ejected, and then Westbrook, who caught two tees early and got ejected. Um, and so you were playing without your two, like those two players. So Bill basically had to put the game on his back, like he seemed to always do. But he, but another thing he couldn't do was score thirty plus points. So that streak ended. Uh, and then the other story of this game was what seems to be always the thing about this team. That's defense. 
they they go out there and they want to go out there and try to trade buckets with teams, but they got to realize that you got to stop teams from scoring. You can't just go out there and try to trade buckets because I don't think you, you got the talent enough to trade buckets with everybody. So basically when you lose two of your starters early, very early in the game, and then you don't go out there and play defense, that's why they lost the game. They lost by 16. It was almost like they never led, they never led in this game, the Wizards. So that's that was the story of this game. Yeah. All right, Ren, I'm going to give you, uh, since I know none of us spent a lot of time watching the Pelicans, but I'm going to give you that game uh, just because we're going to kind of work backwards. But what were some of your thoughts on that one? Yeah, as you pointed out, the Pelicans were blowing out the Wizards pretty early in this one, and essentially the Wizards dug a hole too deep. Bradley Beal scored 47 points. It took him 37 shots. And then, as Ken pointed out in the group chat, um, Beal broke the record for most 40-point games with losses. So that's not a great stat to have. Um, I saw a lot of people after the game saying that, oh, Beal's definitely going to want out. Um, I don't know. Maybe he still wants to stick around. I don't know if he wants to eat his way out of town like James Harden yet. Um, That still remains to be seen. Yeah, it's interesting you talk about some of that because that chatter continued on even in last night's game when they were losing earlier in the game. Uh, there was talk that he was standoffish and he wasn't with the team, but they found a way to come together and win. We'll talk about uh, a pretty cool stat in, in the next game uh, when we break that one down, but they were able to kind of pick themselves up. So I don't know if he wants out or if he was just trying uh, to be standoffish to force the other team to realize that they need to come and you know put their effort in as well. So uh, who knows? But it was definitely an interesting uh, matchup here. Um, Tim, what game do you want to break down of the three? Uh, I can what? break down the Rockets game. Okay, let's so, do it. Yeah, this was a real emotional game, I think, for the guys on the floor and for a lot of the, the uh, Wizards fans and Rockets fans because of the trade. Um, you could tell there was a lot of trash talk between the teams especially with Westbrook and uh, Wall, and they got teed up, I believe, at the end of the game. Westbrook played really terrible this game. He had a terrible uh, head-to-head matchup against Wall. I mean, like you said, Wall wasn't fantastic, but he did have 24 points, and he was pretty efficient, and he definitely looked healthier in this game. But it was a classic uh, Wizards competitive um, performance, but then they completely wilt in the fourth quarter. And Beal scored a lot of points, but he wasn't hitting key shots in the fourth quarter. And they really got ran out of town at that point. So um, I turned it off a little bit early because it was really kind of crushing at the end. But, you know, Houston isn't even a great team this year. They probably won't make the playoffs. So uh, this was another disappointing one. But again, the roster was pretty depleted because of COVID in this game. And... um, you know, they just didn't look very healthy or fresh. So, yeah, it was uh, a, a pretty big loss. Yeah, I think so, too. Brian, do you have any thoughts on this game or any of the other games? No, not, no, honestly, not really, because I honestly didn't see any of these games other than the Nets game. Um, but, um, it, you know, I, I thought it was interesting um, when they played against John Wall. And, you know, like you guys said, that was obviously a really an emotional game for the Wizards, I'm sure. And um, as far as the Hawks games goes, I I kind of expected them to at least be competitive. In fact, last week when we were talking about the Wizards, I said that would be the game they'd win this week. 
Um, and I was wrong. You know, I actually – I did start watching that game, but it w- got ugly quickly. Honestly, Atlanta looked much better than the Wizards in this game. I thought – and, you know, they were getting Rui Hachimura and a few other players back, so I thought they'd have a chance. But, no, they – Atlanta pretty much blew them out. Um, but, you know, I, I think um, – I think the Nets game, I think we should all talk about the Nets game because that was really exciting. Yeah, that's a good segue. And um, I'll, in fact, once I'm done breaking down a couple of things, I'll give you the first crack at it since you are the New Yorker and they are the rival team to your New York team. Uh, But uh, it was a really exciting game. I'll be totally transparent with everybody in that I had to, I had a date night. So I turned this game off with four minutes left when we were down seven because I was like, I didn't (laughs) think... We were going to do it anyway, and I promised her we'd watch a movie together, so I stuck true to it. I said, you know, I DVR'd it so I could rewind it and watch the highlights over and over again. And man, were there some incredible highlights. I missed a really good uh, live basketball game. So, um, you know, a stat that Brian mentioned uh, earlier on his podcast uh, today uh, that we has come out um two players scoring more than 37 points on the wizards at the same, you know, in the same game has not happened since they moved to Washington DC ever throughout all the great players that they've ever had, the great tandems, the great, you know, trios or whatever, no two players have ever scored 37 or more points in the same game. And they needed every one of those points. I mean, in the final moments of the game, uh, Bradley Beal hit a big time three pointer uh, and then a, a big time steal. And then, you know, I, you know, I just can't believe it was the steal, the pass to Westbrook. Westbrook drains the three. They end up actually fouling them, and they get two more free throws, I believe, by Bradley Beal at the very end. So they're able to get eight points off in the final 13 seconds. And I hate to say it, but it kind of reminded me a little bit of the, the Reggie Miller Pacers situation at the end of that one. <laughs> Uh, but Brian, thanks, that, yeah, thanks Robbie. I, I, I know. I'm sorry, but it did. It, I mean, it, it brought back that memory because I just I've never seen a steal and a three and an inbounds and all that. And like, I can't. There's so few games I can think of even similar to that. Uh, what were some of your reaction to that? Yeah. Um, I mean, this game was crazy. I, I really did not expect the Nets to. I'm uh, sorry, the Wizards to win this game. Um, even with James Harden out for the Nets, I still thought. The fact that the Nets have Kevin Durant, they have Kyrie Irving. I, I thought that would be enough. And, you know, honestly, 146 points on most nights would be enough to win in the NBA, but apparently not this night. Um, you know, I've actually saw the Nets, um, are, since they got James Harden, have one of the highest scoring offenses in the history of the league, but they're also giving up the most amount of points in the history of the league. And they let this eight this 18 point lead they had turned into basically nothing. And the comeback at the end by the wizards, you're right. It is very reminiscent of Reggie Miller. Um, just an absolutely crazy moment. Um, uh, but the nets did have a chance to win the game at the end as well. Uh, I won't say his full name. I'll just say TLC for the nets. Uh, he missed a wide open layup, uh, would have given the nets the, the lead wow. with very little time left. Um, uh, but he missed and, um, Westbrook was fouled. He went to the line, sunk ice the game, but this is obviously, you know, I think after all the, the, the terrible stuff that's happened to the Wizards over the last couple of weeks, you know, I'm not a Wizards fan, but I have to say this win probably feels very good for every Wizards fan, um, especially against a good team like Brooklyn. And the way it happened, just so crazy. Um, a great win for the uh, Wizards, I'd say. Yeah, and it was Bradley Beal that hit those two free throws. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, Bradley yeah. Beal. 
but um, yeah, but both of them were clutch in the final moments and uh, really incredible play by both of them. I was very impressed. I'll let everyone in the round table get a second. I know Carol, you've seen it too, right? So if you want to get your two cents and do you want to give your thoughts on uh, the ending? Uh, yeah, I definitely did see the ending and uh, you mentioned the Reggie Miller, uh, you know, spectacle against the Knicks. You got to remember the Tracy McGrady uh, miracle against San Antonio. I posted that video because I was actually watching that game live and I couldn't believe what I saw with Tracy McGrady did the same way I didn't believe, I couldn't believe what I saw when the Wizards uh, pulled it out against Brooklyn. I just want to know who that dude was trying to inbound the ball to when he got the steal. I rewound it like three or four times and he just fumbled the ball and the guy was at the right place at the right time. But was he trying to pass it? I couldn't tell what happened, but Westbrook with a huge three, swung the momentum, gave him the lead. And uh, I didn't see the end with the guy missing the open layup, but that, that seems like typical Wizards basketball. Right. Well, uh, Shout out to yeah. Garrison Matthews for the steal, too. I forgot to mention yeah. that, too. What a huge play by Matthews to get that steal. He played great. I thought him yeah. and Mo Wagner uh, played uh, phenomenal, you know, just uh, both being efficient, good on the defensive end. Uh, both of those players were key in this matchup. I'm going to go to Tim next. Tim, what are some of your thoughts on uh, this crazy comeback? Well, yeah, I mean, Brooklyn doesn't play much defense, but they had an incredible offensive game, too. I think they had four guys over 37 and three over 40 or something like that. So they um, lit it up against us. One thing that was crazy about the end was the Wizards not only got the steal and the three by Westbrook to take the lead, they also had a Westbrook deflection on the inbound that wasted some time, and they almost lost again even after that. Because, like Carol said, there was a wide open layup. But the nice thing about the layup was there was less than, there was about two seconds left. So the Nets had to rush it and they did miss a very makeable shot, um, which would have been a crushing way to lose for the Wizards. But it was a great win. And um, you have to love for the, for the Wizards what happened because Westbrook was great. If, if, if he really is healthy, like you said in this post game interview, that's a great sign for the team because maybe the beginning of this season was kind of a mirage and he's actually going to be a much better player. And um, I just thought, you know, besides Matthews, Denny looked pretty good. Lots of guys played, lots of guys contributed. I like uh, Wagner playing more minutes. He's very, he's a very high energy player. So um, definitely a feel good win, but really crazy and lucky. All right, Champ, your quick thoughts, because I do want to get into the schedule ahead. I know we only got about 10 minutes left for the segment. Yeah, see, I, I unfortunately didn't get to watch the game itself because I was right in the middle of my, my Twitch stream of the, of the Royal Rumble. But I did get to see that final sequence. And listen, my, I, my jaw was on the floor at how quickly it turned. Like, it was 12.8 seconds on the clock, and the team was down by five. And next thing you know, they were up by one in literally five seconds. And I just sat there with my jaw on the floor like, wait, how did that happen again? But it was amazing. It was amazing. It's, I feel like that's another statement win for this team. And I think that's another win that saves Scott Brooks's job for now. Because, again, they got to address this defensive situation because they gave up 146 points. And they still won because Nets defense is even more trash than theirs. So that's all there is to it. <laughs> Bottom line, like our defense is trash. Theirs is more trash. So that's how that, that happened. But unbelievable finish, I will say.
you're coming in just a little hot. I just wanted to let you know. But um, uh, Arun, I want to get your take next um, on, on this one. I'm going to let my dog out while you do that. Okay, yeah. The Nets like, were completely dominating from three. They were started the game 16 from 29 from three. The Wizards were only three of 18 from three. And that got the Wizards basically got back in the game by getting into the paint. Um, Westbrook, ever since he trash talked with John Wall, he's been playing a lot better. He shot 58% from three over the last two games, even that Hawks game where they lost pretty badly. Only seven turnovers uh, for the Wizards uh, and 17 by the Nets. Um, on that last play that the Nets missed, um, Kyrie Irving was actually walking. Like, you're not allowed to walk underneath the basket. So it was like uh, fortunate that. It would look really bad for the officials had they not made that call. But overall, the Wizards, they did a good job increasing the pace in this one and pulling out the win. They have 50% of their wins against the Nets this season, which is pretty – I mean, they should have more wins if they can beat the Nets twice. Um, the regular season can't be taken that seriously other than the Wizards just need to play more consistently. Yeah, for sure. It, it's interesting. I, you know, people were wondering about that. I just, maybe we're a good matchup for them or, or why that is, or maybe we haven't really seen the Wizards team that we expected to see before the season started. So everyone ha had high hopes and then we had a bad start. So everyone thought, oh, maybe uh, we didn't know what we were looking at, but maybe who knows what happens. We need a bigger sample size. So it'll be interesting to see how the next couple of games go. So let me just quickly break down the schedule in the upcoming games, and then I'll give each one of you guys a team to talk about. Uh, we got the uh, Trailblazers coming to Washington tomorrow. That's Tuesday, 8 p.m. Uh, then uh, Washington plays the Heat twice at home, both on Wednesday and Friday. Uh, those games are both at 8 o'clock, so all three of those games are 8 o'clock. And then on Sunday, uh, we play uh, the, uh, the Hornets, uh, and that's a Sunday one o'clock in the afternoon game. Uh, so uh, if people want to watch that uh, before the Super Bowl, they could do that. In fact, on Sunday, you can actually watch the Caps uh, and the Wizards both play games before uh, the Super Bowl. So that's interesting. Uh, real quickly, I'm going to let everyone go down the list. I'm going to start off with Tim. I'm going to give you the uh, Trailblazers and uh, what your thoughts are. I think it's going to be a really tough game for the Wizards just because the Trailblazers started out very strong this year and um, have a winning record. I think McCullough's still hurt, so they're not fully healthy. Also, um, Nurkic is hurt, but they still have Cantor, um, obviously Lillard and uh, Mello and a lot of a lot of weapons. So uh, Wizards will, will probably be – um, the underdogs in this one. I will say, though, they do have kind of an advantage being at home because they don't have to travel, but um, definitely going to be a, a tough game, and I'd probably pick the the Blazers in this one. Yeah, that makes sense. Right, DC's People's Champ, I'm going to give you the Heat team since we're seeing them twice. Right. So I was, say, I was I'm looking at it right now because the Heat are currently – holding on uh, are currently holding on to a three-point lead right now against the Hornets. Well, now it's a six-point lead uh, over the Hornets right now as they play in Miami. Um, this team is having a very up-and-down season. Uh, they win some, they lose some. I think that this series right here, like your first game against the Heat, you're not going to have Westbrook because it's going to be coming off a of back-to-back, so you know he's going to be out. Uh, but then you're going to get him back on the fifth. 
I think you split this this series here with the Heat. You split this back to these this this home and home series. Oh, well, not home and home series, but this, this these two games in a row in Miami series. I think you split them one and one because the first game you're not gonna have Westbrook, but then you get him back, you'll be able to win it. So yeah, that's my that's my thought. All right, sounds good, Arun. Uh, I'll get your take also on the Heat since we're seeing them twice. Uh, yeah, the Heat have started off pretty slowly this season. They have the same number of losses as the Wizards with three more wins, uh, but they did get Jimmy Butler back recently. Uh, they have more size down low than the Nets. Uh, the Wizards did beat the Heat, I believe, last year without Bradley Beal and uh, Burt Cons last season. So maybe they can split this series, as Ken said. Um, that's I think that would probably be an optimistic view, too. <laughs> For sure. All right, so I'm going to get Brian Brennan, uh, the final team, the Hornets. Uh, what are your thoughts on playing them on Super Bowl Sunday? I think the Wizards are actually going to win that game against the Hornets. Um, I, I think uh, Charlotte is still in rebuilding mode. Uh, LaMelo Ball, the number three pick in this year's draft, has been a nice player for them. Uh, he actually just got his first career start, but he's put up some absolutely great games for them if you look at his numbers. Um, Terry Rozier has also been a nice surprise for the Hornets a little bit this year. Uh, got a big contract, didn't really live up to it in year one, but is doing much better in year two. But overall, I think this is a game the Wizards should win, even though it's on the road in Charlotte. Um, I think it's going to be a tough week with the Trailblazers and the Heat, but I think it'll pay off with this uh, game against Charlotte. Sounds good. All right, so I'm going to give each one of you guys an opportunity. Well, Arun, uh, Champ, and Tim, that is, because Brian's going to stay on for some more segments with us. Um, uh, but uh, Or I don't know, Arun, are you going to stay on for the Super Bowl segment? I, I, hadn't, I wasn't sure about that. Uh, you're muted, Aaron. Uh I'm going to sign up, too. Okay, good. All right, so I'll get each one of you guys to give three things real fast. A final thought, your your thoughts on the uh, record for the week, you know, out of the four games, and your uh, Super Bowl prediction, if you would, uh, before we let you go. Uh, so I'll start off with Tim. Oh, I'll start with Arun. Uh My prediction for the week is they'll be one and three. Uh, my Super Bowl pick is the Chiefs. Um, and my final thoughts are that um, I just found out my mom thinks RG3 is trash and she <laughs> thinks she should retire. And that's my final thoughts for this evening. <laughs> All right. I'm going to let Tim go and, and give. <laughs> he has to. It's his it's it's signature. Um, Tim, as the per, uh, person who's had RG3 on the team the most recent, I'll let you go uh, next. Uh, and, uh, and uh, what, what are your thoughts on the Wizards record, the Super Bowl prediction, and any final thoughts you have? Well, I think the Wizards will actually go two and two this week. I'm going to be a little bit more optimistic because I think the win uh, last night could really catapult them into some, some better play this week. I'm going to also pick the Chiefs in a close, higher scoring game, but I'll give my exact score later uh, this week on Brian's show. And final thoughts. Damn I right wanna, you will. Yeah, yeah. I'll shout out to him. Um, shout, I guess my final thought is I want to be on that beach with Arun and Snoop Dogg and RG3 sipping Coronas. It's too cold right now. It's really snowy out. So yeah, let's uh, let's all be find our what is it? Find our own beach. I guess. Uh, shout out to Corona too. Yeah, Not we'll, we'll bring RG3's Alamo Bowl anniversary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, well, thank Have you. Have a good night, everybody. Yeah, thank you, Tim, and thank you, Arun. I appreciate you both for uh, joining us. And, Thanks, uh, man. We'll, we'll talk to you guys uh, next week for more Wizards talk. All right, Champ, I really had a lot of fun on your Twitch um, the, earlier on and uh, yesterday. I hope that you continue to do that. Let people know what's on the No Spots podcast this week. Go. All right, so we got ourselves a recap of the Royal Rumble from yesterday, including a historical first made in the women's Royal Rumble match. Uh, we will also recap the week, including the fallout from Raw, the Royal Rumble on Raw and on SmackDown. And a New Japan star who said after Wrestle Kingdom that he was done. Well, he's back. We'll talk about all of that this Saturday, 5 p.m. Eastern, No Spots Podcast. By the way, I'm going with the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. You're going for the Chiefs and the, your record for the Wizards also. Two and two. Two and two. two, and two. All right. Thank you, champ. I appreciate it as always. We'll talk to you and definitely check out the No Spots podcast or Brian upon further review with Brian Brennan on our podcast partners button, sportsothp.com. Click that button, the podcast partners. You can click on either of those or uh, Power Play Point podcast as well. Uh, we appreciate all of you guys for joining us. We'll talk to you next week on Wizards Talk. Thank you. Have a good one. All right, champ. Take it easy. All right. Um, so I guess uh, we can bring in Anna now um, and uh, we'll get right into uh, the it, the puck just dropped for the third period. We couldn't have planned that any better, right? Nine o'clock. That's when the puck drops. In the How it goes. You know, so I, I appreciate <laughs> the promise. Yes, yes. I, I was like, I got to be the deadlines. I was trying to do math. I was like, what time do I have to start the wizard segment to let it be over before the third? And you did it. We did it. We did it. You know, math sometimes works in your advantage. Live sports, you never know. So, um, uh, well, I appreciate you joining us. We're going to rewind through a really fun week to start off. The uh, and then uh, we'll talk about uh, this game. Uh, so far, the Capitals are up uh, three to one. Again, the puck just dropped on the third period. So any live goals? My goal horn's been going off 10 seconds before I've seen it lately. Oh my God. So, so that means we'll it's going to be like 45 seconds here. <laughs> we'll Jeez. see. But then one time it was like 30 seconds late. So it's, you know, it's, yeah. a, uh, it's a crap shoot. So uh, it's all good. I am, yeah, I feel it. I don't know. It's something about this team that I am just loving the whole vibe. Just, uh, Sounds good. I'm going to uh, close the door so that my dog doesn't get back in and get my the rest of my dinner. But while I do that, um, Kevin, <laughs> why don't you give your, your opening thoughts for the week and then we'll get into the week that was. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely was a good week, 3-0. and uh, two, two good games against the Islanders and a game that I felt like uh, the Capitals could have, uh, you know, played the whole 60 minutes and didn't have to go to overtime, but we had the heroics from our camp in that game. Um, I was just watching NHL Network, uh, checking out some of the other games around the league, and they were talking about uh, this Capitals team and saying that the, you know, the COVID protocol violation or whatever you want to call it, that it might be a blessing in disguise for this Caps team because they got some of these, uh, you know, lesser known guys some ice time and got them some goals. Yeah. And got there, got them going, and uh, now you're getting your, you know, the Russians back. Kuzi still isn't back yet, but Orlov's back tonight. Supposedly second game. Uh, you still got uh, Oshi playing center. You know, you're getting a lot of uh, quality play from your depth players and your, uh, you know, some of your stars are putting in different roles and you know making it happen, even when they were shorthanded with some of their, uh, some of the offensive firepower that they have. So it's definitely. A good sign for this team. They look like they're ready. They're uh, you know, top of the East. 
Uh, they got points in what nine straight games that they've started. This is a franchise record looking for ten tonight. So it's uh definitely a good thing to see with this team playing where they're playing. Yeah, it's, it's been a great week. Uh, you know, I couldn't have asked for a better week in my mind. Uh, I know people still find ways to nitpick, you know, even a perfect week, which always surprises me. Uh, but maybe it shouldn't surprise me at this point. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, like you got to just win the game that's in front of you every week. And if you can get a week where you can go three and oh, at any point in the season, you take that week, no matter yep. what happened along the, to get those bumps and bruises, right? Like it's a grind and you just got to keep on attacking the game that's in front of you. And that's what we've been seeing for the Capitals. So let's rewind it a bit. Let's start at the beginning of the week. Uh, Anna, you've got uh, two Islanders games to break mm-hmm. down. And then we've got the first of this series in Boston. And then we'll break down this live game. And then we'll preview the week ahead. We'll even bring in the voice of Brian Brennan to talk about the Rangers, which I will tell you right now, also on in the man cave, that yeah. game is tied 1-1 in a very oh. exciting game on NBC Sports Network. All so. right. I had just turned it off. So it was uh, one nothing. So I'm glad. Okay, good. So yeah, we actually got- call we in Brian's intro to talk about perfect timing. We had the goal <laughs> happen for the Rangers. So, oh, yeah. there you go. Like yeah. you're just on fire tonight. Yeah, we're, we're just hitting the those- lottery. <laughs> exactly. All right. So let's go back to those Islanders games. Absolutely. So last Tuesday, the Caps welcomed the Islanders. Uh, John Carlson opens the scoring with a power play goal at 11:26, uh, with assists from Schultz and Backstrom. Um, New York ties it up at 15:33, going into the second. Then we have that uh, Barzal scores at 10:01, um, but seven minutes later, Sprong scores. So he's that one that we're all kind of cheering for. Um, he scored his first with assist from uh, Carr and Carlson to tie it up, and then finally, at 19:33, Schultz scores, assisted by Hathaway and Dylan to give the Caps a 3-2 win. Again, this is one of these ones where I had talked before about the face-off. It was 50-50. So it was better. (laughs) It was not as bad as we've seen in uh, previous games. Uh, But I will say that it is, seems to be that second period shots on goal that Washington just kind of falls apart. Um, But I was glad to see a win. And unfortunately, wasn't happy to see that Eller injury, but Vanacek is kicking ass and I absolutely love it. Yeah, uh, Carol, I'll let you have the first crack at this game. Uh, this was a, a very entertaining game. Uh, came down to 26 seconds left in the third. Uh, the uh, game winner, I forgot uh, how to play that quick audio. Schultz. Yeah, Schultz. He uh, was playing uh, playing some lifestyle hockey. He uh, came down the wing, shot. Should have been stopped, but it had a little bounce on it or something, a little, uh, little action that got past the goalie. Um, the Islanders, you know, Trotz, he was uh, upset after this game with the you know, lack, of, lack of days ago ending to the game that uh, I guess they felt like they were going to overtime and didn't uh, play a solid defense as they should have for those last uh, 20. 26 seconds, but it was definitely a, a good inkling of what we're going to see between these two teams through the whole uh, season of them going back and forth. I believe they face each other eight times. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. And you mentioned the second period, you know, after this game, the Capitals have very much so improved in the second period. And we, we'll talk about that in the next game after mm-hmm. the 
Right. 100%. So um, I like how the penguins have become our farm team. And so we <laughs> use that to our advantage and we, they've been able to groom them nicely for us to be able to take pluck in. And as I heard on today's show on the power play point podcast, uh, once they are dressed in red, they become our own and they become endeared to us. And I agree hundred percent with some of that uh, rhetoric and I welcome them with open arms if they can score uh, for the capitals. And they did, I mean, that, Goal by Sprung to tie it up after the Barzell took a 2-1 lead. I thought it was yeah. a momentum shift in this game. And then to not let it go to overtime, which too many games have Finally. gone to overtime and shootout to do that uh, with Justin Schultz's second goal of the season, a great uh, pass uh, by uh, by uh, Hathaway. Uh, he really feathered in. It kind of reminded me of like a Nicholas Backstrom pass. It was really yeah. nice. Uh, given uh, go. There's also a Brendan Dillon uh, made a good play uh, to set all that up as well. That was his second assist of the season. In addition, I just thought it was a great win, a, gr- a gutsy win against a hard-fought Trots team, and I was really excited. And any yeah. final thoughts on this one before we go into the next Islanders game? Yeah, I just think that we're starting to see a team that is uh, giving 100% across the board. You know, we're not always uh, having to look at the Ovechkins, um, you know, all the time and say, this is, we're going to put, you know, all of our eggs in one basket. These guys have stepped up. But I will say that the whole vibe of this team is outstanding. They just all connect. They're happy. And I think that what we're seeing is a relaxed Capitals team that is into play smart hockey, have fun. They absolutely respect each other. But I feel like they're just playing with this no pressure. And I think that that's just amazing to see it's like it's like kind of what you need you know like that weight lifted off of you just go in and have a good time and I think that that's also been the the mindset of Vanacek who's like hey I'm just here to play hockey and have fun and not to speak to that point, he's good friends with Verana, who's, you know, obviously kind of a young, fun guy on the team. Yeah. And I think that those two together, their energy, you know, it, you know, that could surge through some of these older players. Yeah. They can play through that and they can use that. Because in 2018, we had a great balance of both youth mm-hmm. and veteran talent and them all coming together for a common cause. And you can start to see some of the seeds of that growing with this team. Uh, and I just think that we just need to let that flourish. And I, I'm just so excited uh, for both the goalie uh, yeah. and hopefully Hopefully, you know, maybe that will research Verona a little bit because he'll be excited that his, you know, country mate uh, also with a V name, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, can come together and, you know, they, they spent a lot of time off ice together. So I, I'm, I'm happy for the both of them. Carol, what are your, some of your thoughts before we get into the last game? You, you know how I feel about Verona. You know, I feel like he's definitely going to be a, a star in his league. Uh, I guess we talked about, you know, him falling off oh. in the last season. But we saw the same thing with Kuzin. We see how he flourished into one of the elite superstars. And I feel like Ron is definitely on that path. And the, uh, the rookie goaltender, he's um, he's been playing for the stellar, uh, yeah. stellar uh, goaltender. Uh, he started out a little rough. They were saying uh, it's been a while since he was on ice anyway, going back to the AHL. And now that he's in there on a steady basis, we see what he can do. I'm waiting for that first shutout. I was hoping we were going to get it tonight. Boston got that one goal in the second because he's, excuse me, been playing some uh, solid crease. He isn't, uh, you know, getting too aggressive. He, he's mm-hmm. staying, you know, at the top of the crease and he's taking his time. He's not, you know, playing like a, a rookie that, you know, doesn't know what he's doing. He was in the AHL. I believe he was the uh, 
I think he won in like the MVP or something of the All Star game or something. So he he has you know the talent to be in pressure situations. I feel like he just had to get his you know legs under him in the NHL as opposed to the AHL on so much time off. And it's just amazing at what he's doing. You know that he's in there. I was thinking Craig Anderson's going to get there at some point, but they've been riding double V and yeah, very well. Yeah, unfortunately, it's no was that longer a pasta goal. It was a pasta goal. He took the middle of the ice well. Uh, Haglin didn't get there in time. Beautiful shot, you know, just, you know, gets it right past the goal. It almost looks like a seven hole goal, you know, but it just gets right by him. And uh, now we're in a dogfight. 12 uh, 49 left, in the, at least on my clock, a three two game. Caps are still up by one goal. Uh, the Caps were then buzzing in the uh, Bruins zone, but now the Bruins are buzzing in the Capitals zone. Uh, but uh, fortunately, they're able to stop uh, for just a well, moment. We're about to get the next goal. I had turned on the Pittsburgh Rangers game on the main TV. Now I put it back on the cast. Yeah, we're we'll about to get the next goal and get back. We get the two goal lead back. There I you hope, go. I hope so. Uh, oh, so yeah, I see what happened now. The guy who was following Pasta didn't uh, kind of tripped on the goal, and then it, it needed to be a defensive shift in alignment, and Hagelin just didn't get there in time, and. Uh, uh, but yeah, anyway, it's 1239, still one goal game. Uh, but let's get into, uh, the next, um, uh, game against the Islanders. Yep. So Thursday, uh, I think all of us are ready to kind of, um, turn off our TVs and walk away because that first period was completely dominated by New York. It was, uh, so let's break it down by period. So just talk about the first period scoring first. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. But I was going to say, so the first period was, was completely dominated by New York and it was a, it was a three, nothing lead. Right. So um, K- Carol turns on the TV after that period. I, I switched <laughs> shirts. Way home and I yeah. did, I normally I have the feed on my phone, <laughs> listening to it. And I just sold the car. So I was feeling pretty good. I come home and I see the capsule down. Oh, three. I'm like, what happened? Yeah. Right. So I was wearing my Unleashed the Fury jersey signed by Wes Johnson, and I had the wrong shirt on under it. So I ran up after the period. I had to put the championship shirt on, <laughs> and I switched shirts. He turns on the TV, and suddenly, new mindset, what happens in the second period? Oh, my goodness. Uh, and then the Caps take over. And this is, just has me so beyond giddy. It's stupid. Um, starting with two goals from Connor Sheary at 9.07, and 1020. Uh, fantastic. Good for him. Uh, followed by Hathaway scoring an 11 11, assisted by Haglin and Dowd. Um, three minutes later, Carlson scores a power play goal at 14 16, um, giving us a, uh, the Capitals a 4 3 lead. Um, but closing out this, the period, Tara scores his first at 1830. Dad hug that we all love. Um, assisted by Schultz and Scarbosa, who is making a name for himself and good for him. And then Carol will appreciate third period, empty netter, Tom Wilson, 6-3 win. Yeah. It's fantastic. Five, five goals in 10 minutes after yeah. three <laughs> goals in seven minutes. Carol, what are your thoughts on some of that? Oh, huge well, play. Oh, yeah. Wilson's just oh, is it Tommy's fighting? Yes. Oh, he is. I have a delay. Gosh. Uh, I, missed, I missed the beginning of it. I was well, no, see, now we're letting Anna know, so she won't miss the beginning of it. So that's great for you. Yeah, trying to get themselves going. They tried that last game, and Wilson didn't go for it. But I guess Wilson, he had to drop the drug and about to 
see what happens. Oh, they uh, they off the break. They wanted it. as soon as they dropped the puck. They were like, "Yeah, we about to do this." Nice, I like it. Yeah. It's, uh, back. Okay, what you want, son? What you want? But now who is that? No. Oh. Oh, Wilson he was a with a knife before. Come on, Ooh, Tommy. With another knife. Oh, that is awesome. Oh, helmet off. Oh yeah. Oh, Tommy. It's been a while since Wilson <laughs> dropped the glove. Uh, yeah, Tom. I don't think he's fought this whole season. If I'm not, he mistaken. hasn't. So. Well, because uh, he was out. He was out, and then you know he had like a, he was cautious. I think when he came back yeah, after he the injury, he'd call a little dude clean. He'd put him to sleep. He lucky. Yeah, yeah, he's lucky. He he slipped, and I you know he got very lucky on that one. Yeah, so eleven eleven. <laughs> yeah, eleven eleven. So they'll both uh, cool off. It'll still say uh, five on five, uh, but they will um, be in the box for the next five minutes of the last eleven minutes of this game. That's a good hit. Uh, yeah, some good hits. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely an uh, exciting game. Uh, real quickly, I'll talk about um, the fact that four goals in a row between the two games were scored by those Penguins, right? The first two um, you know, in this game and the last two in the previous game. So that's great. I love the Chara goal. Beautiful. Mm. I mean, he's one hardest shot before, and you can see why. Um, uh, yeah. I and, mean, uh, holy, like. Yeah. Because uh, I think we talked about this before. I think wasn't he clocked at? Uh, after we almost laid him up. Oh my <laughs> bad. I'm sorry. It was almost, <laughs> almost rock passion that world going up against the ball. <laughs> but I think it was like a 108 miles an hour or something like ridiculous. Like in all stars. Um, my God. So yeah. But what a fantastic Chara goal and. And yeah. then the dad celebration, like, and someone pointed out today that he kind of has this, like, uh, I don't know if it's going to be his superstitious thing or whatever that he has to, like, tap the the helmets of each player that comes on just to kind of count them. And that's sort of like his thing after each goal and good for him. I don't care what he does. We're playing with fire now. We just gave them a power play. No. Uh, I, that should, I think that should have been an embellishment because he ain't over. He let the stick go as soon as it went into the dude's escape and he fell like he uh, I, 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 don't, I don't disagree, but uh, it's not a good time. And I mean, uh, they, they, they were playing tough. They were, uh, you know, trying to clear the zone. And, uh, you know, they the Boston pinched in because they're being aggressive now because they're down the goal. So I think the power play game is going to be fine. Fine. I don't usually let people watch me watch hockey just because I get so angsty in these <laughs> kinds of moments. So we don't usually. I love the optimism. I'm, I'm, I'm going to call it. They're going to score a shorthanded goal. I'm going to have to listen because like I am well, here I am nearsighted. So I'm like my TV's over there. I'm going to watch the game, but I'm just going to listen to you guys. You definitely talk. look like a teacher, you know, with putting the glasses <laughs> on. I need to <laughs> exactly. So on some bright side uh, for uh, Brian, who I know is still listening in, the Rangers have scored a goal to go up 2-1 in theirs. Uh, they have about eight minutes left in the third period, uh, according to mine. So I hope that they're able. I know they've had a rough week. <laughs> yeah, they've had some tough times. I know uh, we'll talk about seeing them in a few minutes. We may even get the voice of Brian Brennan to help us preview that. Um, but I want to talk about that second period. That yeah, go for it. With them uh, dropping five goals in a second, we've known the Capitals' second period to normally, you know, be a bad thing, and they some some reason they go into a lull into this. Sometimes they think it's a long change or whatever it is, but we saw this team come out from being down 0-3 against the uh, division rival, ex-coach, who you know the Islanders don't give up leads when they're up three nothing. They don't you know do that, but this team fought back shorthanded 
And Connor Sherry with those two goals, that, that first goal was straight hunger. He was on the four check. He was uh, hustling. He was uh, causing havoc. And, uh, got a turnover. He was in front of the net. And he just spun around and then boom, it was a goal. You know, didn't even look. He just spun and shot it. And went in. Then the second goal was, at, was on the wing, just a shot that should have been stopped, but it wasn't. And then the momentum just swung. <clears throat> you mentioned Hathaway coming down the wing. Uh, we talked about Dylan. He, uh, I believe, was the defensive player of the week. I think I yeah. saw pop up somewhere. So got to give him a shout out for that. Dilly, dilly. Breakaway without almost breakaway. But, you know. And uh, it was just good to see that team come back against Boston. You know, we uh, talked about how stellar defensively uh, Boston has been playing, only give up what, 1.93 goals a game. And oh, I'm talking about the Islands. I'm watching, I'm thinking about Boston. But we know Trotz has solid defense, and after we laid into him after that first loss, we've been losing the game with 26, 24 seconds. But then to give up six unanswered goals after that, uh, let's just say I feel sorry for the Islanders after that game. They might have had another practice after the game just because he was so pissed off. Yeah. So, um, I just wanted to mention, I, I really appreciate everybody for tuning in live. We've got a lot of people tuning in, uh, even more than usual. I think they're all wanting to watch this Caps game with us. So I really appreciate it. Uh, Grant Green, I want to give a shout out from um, uh, the, the moderator of a bunch of Caps groups. My dad's yeah. watching. It's 2.05 in Scotland, Carol, and he's that dedicated of a Caps fan that he's with us right now. He's a badass. And he's watching this game at 2.05 in the morning. So I want to give him a yeah, shout out for that. Man always is a diehard Caps fan. I wish I'd have got a chance to meet him when he did come to the States. But uh, shout out to Grant, man. You're always showing love. You're always yeah. taking the feed. Appreciate it, man. You, you, you know, let's go Caps, 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 babe. Yeah, and, so, and Daniel Weeks is also on here. My dad's on here. Seth Thomas. We've got a bunch of people. Arun's watching with us some hockey. Hey. 30, 32 seconds left on the power play uh, for Boston here. 8.30 left in it. So thank you, everyone, for uh, coming on and watching. If you've got any questions, definitely uh, let us know. We'll get them on air. Really appreciate all you guys for tuning in live uh, with us. This is really fun. Uh, again, Rangers up 2-1 over Pittsburgh. Washington's up 3-2 over Boston. Exciting night of hockey. Let's get into that Boston game, though. Um, this game was filled with – it was kind of the opposite of that 6-3 game where we started off well, <laughs> and then it almost kind of fell apart for us. Uh, yep. But um, – uh, Anna, why don't you break down the scoring by periods and we'll sure we'll thing. So we have the only goal in the first was from Backstrom at 1806 and it was unassisted, right. uh, which I'm sure you loved. And I don't know, there is just something magical about number 19 on the ice. It's just. Yeah, uh, it, it's interesting that it's, it's credited as unassisted uh, because, I mean, there was a, definitely a lot of Capitals players who made that play happen along right. the boards, forcing it out. Then they had to kind of rewind. Nicholas took it, and there was some question on whether he was going to be on sides or not, but um, oh, they're, they're trying to fight us. I love that we got Brendan Dillon, you know, uh, because we don't only just have Tom Wilson. Brendan like, Dillon, like... I want him to go. I want him to try with Tom, but I want Wilson to put his... I would be Not okay if Dylan do, does – no, I think he's talking about the rat, right, Marshawn? Yeah, Marshawn. He oh. obviously – he first he started messing with Hagelin. Hagelin ain't bite. Then he went after Dylan after the whistle. I want him to try that with Tom Wilson. How is that illegal to have, like, a leg hold there? Like, I don't – get the hell out of here. <laughs> Man, he, I don't know how he gets away with so much. He does so uh, much little petty yeah. stuff that the refs don't see off the break. It's ridiculous. And when somebody retaliates for him doing some crap that he does, then they get penalized. 
I want him to try that crap with Wilson on the ice. I, yeah. I know Will, I know Wilson was mad. I want I would I would pay to see that fight Wilson in. The oh, game. I want a hundred percent pain train, and I don't care how gory it is. I want Marshawn knocked on his ass and then some. I yeah. can't stand. Yeah, he like a little. He looked like a little rat. He is. He does. Rat. I need somebody out there to do me a favor. I know that there was a huge hit on him, you know, by Chara, a couple of them. I need the gif of it. I've seen the image, right? I need someone to gif that for me so I can have that on repeat. So anybody Please. out there, if they see it, you know, DM me. I, I would love to share that a lot, you know, a bunch of times. So oh, yeah. anyone's out there, that's my call to the fans. Uh, I want that gif because I love the idea of him just laying him out over and over and He's over such again. A shit. Uh, yeah. Oh. I, my favorite meme that I saw so far about that was, you know, when you uh, quit your job and you can finally hit the guy that you really hate, you know, so, so it's, it's so, so great. So um, yeah, ooh, I think he's great, really, oh, oh. but come on now. I think Dylan would take his ass out too, which I'd be okay with. Yeah. Uh, my, right. my son, I just, oh man, I, I would want somebody to rock his world one good time and just knock him slam out on the ice. Yep. Yeah. For sure. All right. So let's get into okay, this second sorry. period scoring, <laughs> you know, real quickly. Yeah, we'll okay. go back. Uh, so second period, and I was really excited for uh, this TBR goal. Uh, gets his first at 522, assisted by Dylan and Backstrom. Well-deserved. He's been fantastic. And I'm pulling for 57. I just think he's he's just a bonus to the team. Um, 1003, Ponick scores on a power play goal, assisted by Wilson and the captain. We are now 3-0 caps. Um, and Boston closes out the second with a Richie goal at 732. So now it's 3-1. Um, yeah, it's another power play goal against us. It's just we keep taking yeah. these stupid penalties and they keep on killing our momentum. And yep. so like, I really feel if we could clean some of that up, we've done okay with our penalty kill. It's not been horrible, but right. I think um, the problem is, is teams are just giving us less power plays than the other team. It's just yeah. – true i don't know what or why it is i'm not going to try to you know guess about that but just uh, we have gotten some of the fewest amount of penalties called you know against the other team for in our games mm -hmm. but we are converting at a crazy clip so it, to me it tells me that you know we're doing oh crap all right i'm delayed so what, who scored oh, tell me it was oh. not marshawn no, it was not. I think it was Smith. It was a, a they tied it up. Um, uh, this is not good. I had a bad feeling that they might get the next one. I know, Carol, you're very optimistic, and I appreciate your optimism, but uh, they've been buzzing, and what a great uh, feather pass uh, through the zone, uh, and uh, yeah, Smith buries it um, uh, coming down the side. Everyone kind of shifted over uh it was, a, it was a good play and a great thread pass kind of yeah something like backstrom would do and just yeah, uh, she didn't oh she could have got back he was trying to intercept the pass oh uh you know right off the break, back. they almost got another goal so ooh, we gotta, got we got that clear when sherry should have went out a little bit more aggressive when uh, the two guys were at the, the blue line but it's still 634 caps know what they got to do they've been letting boston get the push they got to push back man yeah, Boston buzzing now, though, man. Yeah, they are. It's crazy going at it. Um, all right. So um, overall, I thought it was a, a good period, but unfortunately, you know, that goal kind of changed the momentum. And then I'll break down the two third period goals, and then we'll talk about uh, overtime. Yeah. So we have Boston scoring twice in the third uh, to tie it up, but then 
here we go with our captain first game back after all the COVID stuff and uh, not playing uh, 28 seconds into overtime. He scores uh, assisted by Backstrom and Carlson. And here we go. Three, four caps win. Um, the only, like, I will say, I, I think that the biggest thing that stuck out was the shots on goal. And that was very frustrating because we're looking at Boston 43 and the Capitals 23. And that was probably the biggest frustrating. Ooh, nice pass. Ooh. Oh, off the that was a hell of a pass. That was a hell of a pass. That was almost a goal. That was a good, oh, was a good play by the Capitals. Sorry. Just a little bit. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Good way to close. Yeah, my teacher remember to put my glasses on. Trying to push back. <laughs> yeah. Goal, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we got to start y'all wheel. They they start to uh, get a little hustle behind them. You got to rock yeah. somebody world real quick. You got to hit on somebody's fingers, momentum. But they, that that was a hell of a pass too bad he couldn't finish it. Right. So o Ovi is, had an incredible uh, goal. I uh, just wanted to talk about some stats for that goal. That Mike Gardner mm -hmm. he passed or he tied Mike Gardner for yep. seven hundred and eight goals Ooh. now, uh, which is Did seven. Did you see plus. him on the pregame show? I did not see him in the pregame show. Oh, no? Yeah. I did. I was watching at work before I left work. I saw him in the pregame. Yeah, it was, it was cool. It was very it was very cool to see. And and he just seems very down to earth and, you know, kind of, hey, that's awesome and good for the best kid. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I, I know that some people have met him and said he's really nice. And uh, he's a, oh, Betchkin. Oh, he ah. just couldn't control it. He was about to flick oh. that quick. He was about to hit a wicked wrist shot in the clock corner, but he couldn't get it. The joint bounced a little bit on him. I saw what he was trying to do. I know. Oh, he tried to win it right there. Mm. Um, all right. So the it also uh, Ovi's 111th game winning goal, passing Brett Hull and Timu Salami for fourth place in NHL history, and his 24th career overtime goal, which is an NHL record. Uh, so amazing. Um, just amazing. Uh, our goalie was the one of the first uh, two rookie goaltenders in franchise history to go unbeaten in regulation through his first seven games, you know, along with Jim Carrey, who was 6-0-0-1 in 94-95, and only nine goaltenders have done this since the 60s. So uh, just amazing stuff for that. I also wanted to point out that at this point, 17 different Capitals have scored uh, this season, which is the most in the NHL as well. And I think like at, at, I just off of that, it was going to be 18 today with that Haglin goal. And yeah. then it was taken away, but oh my gosh, but 17. I mean, come on. How can you not love this team? Yeah, for sure. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah, it's been really incredible. And then the one last stat, and I, I shared a bunch of these stats. People really like them on the page. Um, uh, double V stopped 40 oh, of 40. How is that not offside? Oh, good hip check. <laughs> good uh, hip check by Orlo. Oh, yes. He has a great hip check. I know that we give him a lot of trash a lot of times, but. I don't know how that wasn't offside, offside, though. That's bullshit. See, no, nah, they got to. No, fuck that. I'm sorry. That's for that. <laughs> nah. That was offside, man. They got. I need, they need to run that back. That was not on size when they came across that line. I don't All know right. how they didn't call it, but they better review that because it yeah. was not on side on that play. That's yeah. bullshit. I'm, I'm not going to be surprised if this goes against us because they always do. But I, I don't disagree with you with the zone entry, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens. Uh, what a screen up front.
But uh, Double V stopped 40 of 43 shots. Uh, he's 5-0-2 with a 2-7-8 goals against and a 9-1-8 save percentage. His five wins at the time were tied for the most. In the oh! Damn it. Oh, and then Sherry's hurt, too? <sighs> oh, that play did not look like one side to me, man. Yeah. I'd at least count as that. I didn't look like it was on side to me. Interesting. I uh the rule has changed, so all they have to do is have any part of them on over the line. They don't have to be touching the line anymore. So I just I don't I wasn't watching they didn't replay it fast enough. So this is disappointing third period here. So we're down four three with two fourteen left. No, they won't pull the goal. You know the caps was the uh, best six on five last year. They yeah. gonna, they're going to tie this thing up when they pull it. Oh, but Sherry. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. All right, 154. They got to get going. How early do you pull the goalie, Carol? We got 149 left. Pull him now. Pull him now. Got yeah, we got possession. We got to pull forth the action. Yeah. Pull him now. Bring that six man in. Let's see if they do it. I haven't seen it. Any... Yeah, now you pull the goalie face off in the zone. Yeah. Is this going to be a. Back to that Marshawn play. Mm. That should have been a penalty on him with that mm-hmm. ball through on the ice. They let that shit slide. It's such a shit. They get that dude to pass so many times, man. I don't get it, man. He must got yeah. a hidden sex tape on Gary Bettman. This is frustrating. But, I mean, there's been a lot of games that we've pulled it out. Maybe we shouldn't have. You know, we're not going to win all of them. Yeah, I think that there was still some good effort here. But it's uh, been a bit of a collapse here. But Boston wants revenge. I mean, Boston woke up today in third place, I believe, uh, in the East, even though just a couple of days ago they were right up there in first. So, uh, you know, Boston's a really good defensive team. Carol and I were talking about it offline, you know, how solid they've been. Um and uh, so uh, overall, you know, I'm, I'm excited that we, I just, I really want us to get somehow to overtime here just to get another point out of this. Yeah, one. <laughs> me too. It's just, it's just kind of a brutal thing. We'll be, it'll be interesting to see uh, what they draw up and it looks like they are going to uh, have six men on the ice. So, which makes sense uh, with 138 left here. Gotta so you got to win the face off. Well, we want a drama, a drama in our live podcast, but I, was, I would have been okay if we just won six nothing, you know. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, would, I mean, these two teams, and, and it's ironic because the Capitals had so much of a uh, lockdown on the Boston. They had a what, thirteen game winning streak on them, and uh, they made some improvements and uh, got better. And now, oh come! Oh no, it's a game. Yeah. That didn't. Yep, it's a shoot. We see them come back. Hey, we saw them last year come back from five three with a minute something left, and they just gave us a shorthand. <laughs> gave it, the net. it ain't over to the clock. Read triple zero. That's and that true. little Marshawn, man, I, man, I wish I was at the damn arena right now. <laughs> I back in the and I swear. Yeah. He is the worst. Like yeah, legit. Yeah. Uh, it's very frustrating. All right, I see. I see. Wilson, just if you were nice with Marshawn, just go ahead and just knock him out. Go ahead to the three game suspension. Yeah, uh, <laughs> just, just knock him out and take the three game suspension. Man. I, I just want to see that dude on the on the ice bleeding. I'm sorry. It'd be worth it. <laughs> yeah, I just want to see him on the ice bleeding, man, switching like a little rat that he is. 
Well, it's like I've never seen him. Oh, that's icing. I thought yeah. someone touched that. Oh, it's so frustrating. Come on, guys. It's clean zone entry there. Damn yeah. Bruins, man. I know. The Bruins are so, so very, very frustrating. Oh, man. All right. So we got two games this upcoming week. Mm-hmm. Um, we got one um, against the uh, the Rangers. Uh, that's coming up. I know that the Rangers are still playing uh, the Penguins in a tight game. I don't think it's over. It's commercial break, I believe, right now. Um, but, uh, Brian, do you want to uh, bring your audio in and just uh, let us know? It is over, Robbie. The Rangers won. They won. I'm happy I give you that moment. So <laughs> I, I will say, though, I am sorry you guys are losing this game right now. I, I've been following it since you guys yeah. have been talking. I'm, I'm very sorry sorry for you guys it's okay you can't win them all you know it'll uh boston uh yeah he's still in first place i don't know it'll it'll be uh i think tied in first uh with um philadelphia now which is one of the two teams we'll talk about right here so 18 seconds left uh empty net attempt uh we're trying to get something going here but uh there's a reason why Boston is one of the best defenses in the entire league. Yeah. So uh, they're very stifling. Often teams don't score more than three goals against them. Uh, we kind of had to win this game three to two. And I think once uh, they uh, tied it up, it was uh, not great for us. So that's the final five, three, unfortunately, Boston, our point streak comes to an end, sadly on air, but you know, it's, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, it's yeah. still the, uh, the most it's amount of games. That little man. I know. This one hurt right here because last game they gave us a 3 0 lead. And this game they gave us a 3 0 lead. Last game they were able to get over overtime. But they got to tighten it up. They got to play full 60 minutes. They can't have these lapses now. Last year was the second period. This year is the third period. They had a two goal lead. Yeah. There's no way in the hell they should have gave up four, four goals in that period. So, yeah, yeah they, they got some work to do. But you can't lose it. You can't lose the ball. You can't. Not with the dominance that they had over over the last two seasons, within thirteen, almost I mean fourteen in a row. I know, but flip side argument is they're due, right? Like you don't, no team, it's never that lopsided. I appreciate your yeah. I mean, Boston is a better team than some of those teams, and we don't have Holpe anymore. There's a lot of things that's very different about it's these. The I more because one of the players I hate is on the team, and he got the internet go that damn Marchand. He's lucky I'm, I'm where I met in Clinton. If I was still in my house, I could make it to the arena in time to. To get a hockey stick and beat Captain from He's lucky I had to move. Right. Well, let's get Brian's thoughts on the Rangers real fast. And then uh, we're going to bring in a special guest uh, to be our post game uh, assessment to, of what his thoughts are of that um, unfortunate collapse right there. So, Brian, uh, let's talk about your win real quickly. Uh, how did they look against <laughs> the Penguins? Um, I mean, they were they started off by giving up the early goal to go down one nil, but good resilience and then eventually winning in the third period on a power play goal by Chris Kreider is exactly what the team needed. I mean, I shared it to our hockey group chat um, about what happened with Tony D'Angelo over the weekend. Um, they've placed him on waivers. They've said officially uh, Jim Groton, the GM, said officially today, Tony D'Angelo will never play another game for the Rangers. So that situation wow. – yeah, they, they're getting rid of him. Come hell or high water, they're mm-hmm. done with Tony D'Angelo. Um, so I, I think it's for the best. Um, he yeah. was always a lightning rod for controversy. So I think getting rid of him is going to make the chemistry in the locker room a lot better. I mean, we just saw it tonight with the way they played against the Penguins, a good team in Pittsburgh. So 
I'm hoping for better results. The season has not started the way I wanted to, but there's, there have been highlights and um, we'll see if it, how it goes. Um, I know the Capitals are going to want to get back on track after this game tonight. So I think it'll be a good matchup. Um, yeah. Looking forward to it guys. Yeah. yeah that'll be on uh, Thursday. Uh, it'll be an interesting matchup indeed. Um, all right. Well, Brian, we'll bring you back in for the NFL segment in a little bit, but I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. So I appreciate that. And uh, we'll talk to you in a few minutes and uh, Carol, good. Carol, let's get your thoughts on uh, playing uh, the Rangers. I know they're at the bottom of our division, but uh, you know, any game is, uh, is going to be a tight one in this division. Yeah. I'm trying to look forward to the New York game. I'm still pissed off about this. <laughs> I know it's hard to do a post game live. Yeah, the Rangers, uh, like you said, they're at the bottom of the division. You know, they're you know got the, they had the number one pick and you know, rebuilding no more. Uh, Lundqvist in the net, but they're still an NHL hockey franchise. If you can't just you know think you're going to go in there and just beat them automatically, well, that's, that's Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh hasn't got off to the best start to the season either, which is always a good thing. Malkin that horrible slump, which is always a great thing, but um. You got to take them serious. You know how the Washington area teams, not just the Capitals, have issues with teams that are from New York for some reason. And even when the teams from New York aren't playing as well, they find a way to beat the Washington team somehow, some way. So hopefully they don't have any hangover from this Boston loss. Hopefully uh, uh, Laviolette can uh, get them back focused or more focused on uh, defense and not giving up two goal leads because we've seen that. And a few games in that, even though they've got a point in nine straight games, they have given up some two-goal leads in those, which we spoke about last week, but they definitely going to have to address. Now, the fact that you've lost one of those games against one of the teams in your division that, you know, is in second place now, um, yeah, something needs to be done. I mean, I know you're still missing Kuzi and, uh, you know, all of his first game back. I missed the, you know, hip check that he had in third right before they scored that goal. But uh, it's going to be key that this team wins the games that they're leading, especially in the third period when you're up by two goals. You just cannot have that happen in a regular season game and especially in the playoff game. Right. So we're going to bring Gil on camera, but I'm going to ask Anna first uh, what her thoughts are on the Rangers, and I'm going to go to Gil after that. Yeah. No, I I absolutely agree with Carol. I think um, – what I do appreciate about, appreciate about Laviolette is the fact that he is kind of the coach that's coming in saying, uh, when you play well, you've earned it. And when you haven't, we bump you down. <laughs> and I think that that is um, something that these players need. It's like a little, it's a wake-up call. And I think we continue to work on the face-off. We continue to just do what we're doing. But I, I'm hoping Eller's back. I mean, uh, that's, that would be a huge plus, but I still love the energy and the vibe that this team is just across the board. And so I think it's there. I think that this loss is just one that we're just going to have to check off and just move forward and, you know, get back to playing awesome, awesome hockey like they have been. Hi, Gail. We're bringing Gil in uh, from the Power Play Point podcast, uh, uh, which I, was, I listened to today. It was fantastic. Uh, Mrs. Blue Liner did a great job substituting for Anna yeah. here, which I, uh, I thought was a, a wonderful show. Uh, you had a lot of great insight on a bunch of the games that we've recapped. So if they want your insight on those games, uh, they should definitely check that out. Um, but I want to get your 
first I want to get your take on the Rangers just because we were just talking about that. But then after that, I want to get your instant reaction to uh, this collapse that we just saw here. Well, I mean, it, you, you get what you pay for. And, and you know, what, what they paid for was a team that supposedly learned, from, learned how to win these last nine games and then forgot. So when you do that and you stop playing, well, you see what happened. They, they, they stopped playing. They stopped playing the way they'd been. Um, I, I don't know. I think Laviolette probably should have called a timeout, maybe after the second Pasternak goal, because, uh, yeah, they, they just weren't – they did not look as committed as they had been. They, they weren't playing the Caps hockey they had been, certainly over the course of the last week. Um, I don't know. You, you kind of have to give the guys a reboot, a wake-up call uh, a reboot. My, maybe that would have been a good uh, reboot up the butt, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I know they did, They just stopped playing. There's, there's no other explanation for it. They just stopped playing their game, and they let the Bruins take over. When you do that with that good of a team, you see what, you see what happens. And you know, they, they, they lost the game as much as the Bruins came back and won the game for themselves. That, that's what I'll say. Right. Well, and what are, what are your thoughts? I, I really uh, – I, I can't agree with that fully. I think they were playing. They didn't – they stopped getting the bounces they were getting, and they stopped forechecking. And I'm going to go back to that Marshawn incident on the ice with Haglin and then with Dylan. He should have got a penalty for that situation right there. They let – and on that next uh, offensive zone for them, they actually horse called it one of the defensemen and threw him down to the ice, and they didn't call it. Like you mentioned earlier, Robbie, that the, the the power play discrepancy is getting utterly ridiculous against this Caps team. That they make a minor infraction and the refs see everything, but you have a player blatantly throwing a man down by the back of his jersey against the board, and nothing gets called. And then seconds later, a goal is scored. So I mean. I don't want to say that they stopped playing. They say they did stop playing Capitals hockey because we didn't see the aggressive forecheck and then closing out and hustling like they were. But some of it goes to some of the things that happens on ice that the refs don't call, and you can see some of the frustration from the Caps when they don't get those calls and they see the, the ticky-tack penalties that they get, and then they can have one of their men get thrown down to the ice and nothing gets called. That I'm not saying that's a reason to stop playing, but – that can definitely affect the psyche of the team that if I go in and make a, a slight infraction, they're going to call the whistle, blow the whistle on me. But this guy can come over here and throw my man down to the ice and nothing happens. And yeah. we spoke about it earlier, you know, Robbie went into great detail about the discrepancy. It, it, it's starting to get ridiculous. Like before they won the cup, they wouldn't get the calls. They weren't respected and they were so-called a soft team and wanted to just, you know, we're just offensive and play defense. But we see this playing team playing solid defense going to the boards hard, hustling, and fighting for the puck. But if you're not, if the refs aren't going to call it even, and, you know, momentum swings on the smallest things in hockey, we've seen it happen. And a play like that where Marshawn is able to do things like that and get away with it, nothing gets called, and then they keep the momentum going, it, it to me, it, it was a combination of both for me. Right. Anna, what are, what are some of your thoughts? And then I do want to get Gil's thoughts on uh, New York as well. Yeah, on New York or Boston? Well, I want to well, I want to get your thoughts on this game for yeah. on uh, on the what we were just talking about, but then I want to get Gil's take more on the looking forward to the Rangers because I, I know this is devastating. Yeah. 
gotta like, I, I absolutely i feel like uh tonight i didn't enjoy watching this game as much as i enjoyed the the first boston game i felt like they were they were tight they were on it and tonight there was a little bit um I don't know, a disconnect, I'll say. I didn't think they played terribly, but I don't think that they were uh, the 100% that we have seen recently. Um, and I also am kind of wondering, like, when is Vanacek going to get a break? I, I feel like there has to be a game coming up. To I, give... think, I think you will see one now. I don't think you're yeah. ever going to stop a guy on the heater, right? Like, if he's going to keep winning, <sighs> you're going to keep riding him. But I, I do think that... The problem it's is there's time. only two games this week, right? Yeah, so I, I kind of think that you might give him that Rangers game and see how he does. Um, it's tough because, there's, again, there's just that one in the uh, Super Bowl Sunday game. So, I mean, yeah. he, he could do both in this week because it's just not a lot of games. Uh, but I agree that at some point you do want to see what Craig Anderson has. Uh, I'll agree. Just to, just to give something, you know, it's not, it's not like we're putting a rookie in uh, between the pipes. You know, you've got someone who is experienced, but you're also every time, you know, we're every day that goes by, it's like, okay, longer, longer, longer that he hasn't played. Um, Vanacek has been fantastic and that I can't complain. I don't think that there's anything about this game. Like there isn't one particular player that's sticking out that I think, you know, usually I'm like Oliver number nine to be like, Oh, or Jen, you know, Jen, somebody to just be like, why the hell are you in the lineup? Um, I didn't feel that tonight. I just kind of felt like we were maybe at 75, 80% effort. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell board. you right now, TJ Oshi had the biggest minus, not that that's the best indicator, but he mm -hmm. was on for three goals of the five. Uh, so uh, that's he not he particularly he great. He took a stupid penalty also early in the game. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it's, it's just a math game. Not not his best game, you know. Yeah. But you, I want, think... you want a real you want a real indicator of how this game at, went and and how it went downhill for the Caps. Look at the shots on goal per period. Um, fifteen to eight for the Caps in the first period. Mm -hmm. Nine to five for the Bruins in the second period. Although they didn't play that bad of a second, I don't think. And then sixteen to six for the Bruins in the yeah. third period. That, that's your story lady and gentlemen right there <laughs> that's why the game went the way it did yeah pure and simple we saw the previous game against boston how they gave up the lead in the third period and so you know before was the second period for some reason now it's the third period you know on the trots the second third period they played strong and a lot of that so far the second period they played strong some games we saw the five goals against the Islanders, and then you know the game Tonight, they gave up one, got one, but then the third period has been the one that's been kicking in the butt lately, but they've lost those two goal leads. So uh, I'm not going to get too worried about it right now, but the fact that way the new alignment is and playing these teams over and over again in every uh, game count, mm -hmm. I'd probably say two points, uh, four points for the two points. Uh, they have to right the ship on that ASAP. Yeah. And so glad you let and, uh, you know, handle that and take care of it. You know, Robbie, like I said, he's a real boy. Right, right. I'll ride with them though. Been to, three, <laughs> been to three Stanley Cup, you know, with three different teams until he proves me wrong, you know, early on with most of those teams too. Uh, both teams had four power plays. We were able to convert once. They weren't able to convert. Hits was a pretty big discrepancy. They out hit us 27 to 17. Uh, so uh, especially in the third period, I, I felt like the hits 
uh, we weren't taking the body they were and so they mm -hmm. were gaining a lot of momentum from that uh so a couple of disappointing things let's um gil real quickly what are your thoughts on playing the rangers coming up and then i want to get uh the whole team's thoughts on the flyers as well but you, you never want to say any team is an easy out in, in the, the world's best professional hockey league. But um, I, I, I think, uh, well, the Rangers are, are a team in something, uh, something of a bit of disarray right now. They had that whole blow up with uh, you know, Tony D'Angelo being waived. There's some, some sort of altercation with uh, uh, you know, one of their goalies. Um, and then uh, He's just he's just been nothing but a you know a walking bag of controversy ever since he was signed by that team and so they, they, somebody decided enough so uh, that that's been a, something of a distraction that they finally ridded themselves of but still they haven't been all that great you know so far this season so yeah, I mean it's you're, you're walking into a situation where uh, okay it's it's on the road again but. You know, they could they could start to regain their form against this team. So I, I kind of like this matchup for our guys. But uh, yeah, this is like you were saying, uh, like you are was saying that this is probably a good uh, time to put Anderson in net. Uh, let's just see what he's got. Um, he's used to playing uh, behind a bad defense. I'm not saying we have a bad defense, but he's used to facing lots of shots. Um, so give, give him the start, give, uh, give, uh, uh V squared, uh, a rest, let him be the backup for the night. And, uh, yeah, I, I like our chances against the Rangers, but, uh, yeah, again, they're, they're not to be taken too, too lightly because you saw the way they hung tough against Pittsburgh tonight. Uh, so, uh, I think it'll be a good game. Yeah, it's, it's going to be really interesting because there's two th schools of thought. One, you want to get him to have a rebound game before you have the big game against Philly mm -hmm. on Super Bowl Sunday. But also we need to get, you know, I think Anderson a game while he's still up here just yeah. to see what he's got at, at this <clears> level. So I, I think that there you can see it either way. Carol, what are your thoughts on the, the goalie situation? Do you want to see Anderson? Do you put double V right back out there, get him back on the horse? Because is a good experience for him, you know, especially yeah. on not many games. He's great some work, uh, fans and officer in the COVID protocol. I haven't heard any updates. I don't know if you got fans, but I mean, Craig Addison is a quality goalie. He's uh, played some quality, you know, years in the league. I say you at least want to get him out there to see what he has. You got him on the roster, I'll just put him out there to see what he does. And against the Rangers, you know, one of the you know, lower ranked teams, I, I don't see the harm in it. No offense, Brian. Right. <laughs> um, but Carol, so, and then we go back to double V uh, for the Sunday uh, game, yeah. no matter how good Craig looks against uh, New York. Is that your yeah, thoughts? I say, I say you still right. Plus he's young. You don't want to have him out too many games that mess with his psyche, you know, trying to make the transition to NHL. I say, you know, let Anderson go out there, even if he has a shutout and, you know, saves 30, you know, 30 shots. You still want to put double V out there to keep him, uh, Keep his mindset positive. You know, I think that it's a demotion for him, you know, for the last game because it definitely wasn't on him. It was on the defense of the Capitals. So you definitely, I think, you go to Anderson for one and go to the double V for the next one. Yeah. So, Gil, uh, what are your thoughts overall about Philadelphia? They're coming in tied with us now for first place. It's kind of a battle for first place in the East on Super Bowl Sunday. So that they got the game that they wanted. Uh, it's going to be on NBC, uh, nationally televised at noon. Uh, what are your thoughts on the fly guys who have looked pretty good this year? 
Yeah, uh, well, if everybody thought uh, the uh, the Bruins were going to be uh, a pretty good test, uh, this is going to be an even better one. Um, this is uh, pretty much the same team that was uh, banging down our door for the division lead last year, and uh, they haven't they haven't gotten any worse. Uh, they haven't taken a step back. They're the same team. They're a damn good team. They're well coached, uh, well prepared. Um, I mean, they got, they got a lot of jump and uh, they're solid in all areas. I don't, I don't find a glaring weakness anywhere on this team at all. So um, I, I like our chances, but you know, it, it's, it, it's a good litmus test uh, for sure, because they're in my opinion, one of the top five teams in the league overall. So it'd be interesting how, how that plays out. They, they better bring their a game. They better not collapse like they did in the third period in this game. Because if they do, they'll lose for sure. So they're going to have to play Boston twice uh, in Philadelphia before they play us. Once on Wednesday at 8 and then once on Friday at 7. So they've got the more every other day consistent you know, schedule where the Capitals have one game on Thursday. So we've got a bit of a layoff and then uh, that, you know, bit more of a break, you know, on the, you know, Friday and Saturday off before it. Carol, do you think uh, playing Boston more often this week will help or hurt Philly uh, in their uh, matchup against us? Uh, with Boston being uh, quality on defense and, uh, you know, top team on a penalty kill, it's definitely going to, you know, help them coming in against us, being the fact that they haven't been playing solid defense for 60 minutes than we've seen last year on the defensive end. So I feel like it's going to help for the playing against Boston twice because they, they've been defensively sound under Cassidy, the ex-Capitals coach. I was uh, listening to somebody who's like, it took him 15 years to get back to the NHL after the Caps fired him. Spent a lot of time in the AHL and the minor league. But uh, now that he's back, he has the Bruins playing solid defense and penalty killing, which is what he's been about. So his system is definitely taking off now. Uh, so it's definitely going to help Philly uh, coming into it against the Capitals. They're still trying to find their way defensively, and hopefully we don't see some of those drafts we saw tonight or the previous yeah. Philly looks really good. I'll, I'll just read off that they were able to beat Jersey and the Islanders twice each, which we agree are kind of the lower ranked teams, you know, some of them in the division, uh, but pretty soundly uh, they did lose to Boston twice so far. Uh, they split an earlier Buffalo series and beat Pittsburgh twice. So uh, Philly's been looking uh, pretty good, um, especially winning those last four games. So it'll be interesting to see if this slows it down. Anna, your thoughts on playing Philadelphia on Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, sure. Um, I was a little distracted prior to you talking about this with Gil's mullet. So I'm trying to figure out <laughs> what's going on there. You, but... you like that? You like that? You like this? It, it looks like Yarmir Yago. <laughs> I, I call it, <laughs> well, I, I call it, I, I actually call it uh, Robbie Gross meets Brendan Dillon. Right. <laughs> exactly. Okay. I'll take it. I'll, take it. I'll, I'll yeah. I have other ideas. So usually, Carol, they don't see each other when they do the podcast. So this is a, yeah. A, yeah. So, the, so this has been like, I'm like sort of trying to hide the, the I, I was yeah. done. I was done in mullet. I was done in mullet. That's the first mullet reference you've ever had on sports. Uh, and that's it. That's it. And, and that's, you know, that's 2021 at this point, right? COVID and everything has got us saying, things that we don't usually say and see things that we don't <laughs> usually see recently. I haven't got my hair cut either. So I understand. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all good. Um, 
you're gonna have to repeat the question oh yeah sorry <laughs> what do you think about the flyers on super bowl sunday uh Gosh, I, I just think that we're just at a point right now where any team that we are going to play, we just cannot, um, we just can't count them out. Like we just have to go in playing um, smart hockey. And I know that that just sounds very generic, but it's very true that like, we can't just, just you know, there's no assumptions going into this saying like, ah, they're not that great. Or, you know, oh, they're this or, oh, they're that. Because look at the Capitals. If you were uh, playing the Capitals and you're saying, oh my gosh, they have, you know, they're four Russian players out. They have a rookie goalie in. We've got this, you know, we're going to take them out and look at how well they played. You know, like they've been fantastic. So I don't think that anybody can come into this and say, um, oh, we've got, you know, we've got this. I don't, ever like the afternoon games with the Capitals. I think that that's always been kind of a, a little bit of a curse. Um, but I just don't, I think it'll be a good game. I think it'll be a, like a two one. Sounds good. Um, all right. Well, I appreciate it. We got that hour in with the hockey segment. I'll give one more plug for Gil before we let you guys for the go. Uh, well, for the mullet, for the great podcast as well. <laughs> Again, uh, if you go to sportsothp.com, click the podcast partners button, you get the Power Play Point podcast, uh, usually with Anna, this time uh, with uh, Gil and his lovely wife. And uh, so uh, I highly encourage that. I'm sure next week Anna will be back on. You can catch the entire show log, so plenty of Anna on, on that button <laughs> as well. Um, you can also catch the No Spots podcast we talked about earlier over there. You can also uh, catch um, a podcast further review with brian brennan we're gonna bring brian back in a few minutes but we really appreciate both of you guys for doing this sort of post game show maybe we'll uh do it again if we get another live caps game uh, in the future i uh, hope Gil, so you know any final thoughts uh before we let you go um well i mean I, I was just taking a look at the standings and uh we've all got to remember this is an abbreviated season and yeah. we're coming up on four games till we hit the quarter pole so um, I don't want to start sounding the alarm bell, but um, any thoughts of a playoff run? I think you need to start, if not now, then very, very, very soon. So um, the, Anna, Anna kind of mentioned this before. Don't take any teams lightly. Maybe you want to start playing a little scared. Uh, I kind of want to start seeing that from the Caps uh, starting this week, if not next. Yeah, I agree. We'll so see some, what, uh, something to watch for. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Well, I appreciate it. We usually try to get a conversation between the two of us at some point during the quarter, halfway uh, and three quarters <laughs> mark. So I'm happy that we had this opportunity tonight. And uh, thank you, Gil, for joining us. And uh, I'll let Anna give her final thoughts before she goes. Yeah, no, I feel the same way. But I, I will say that I, I want to see the drive continue. But I also just think that we're in a really good headspace with this team. The chemistry is awesome and the caps do so much better when they're out on the ice having fun versus having a cloud over them of, you know, we have to do this, we have to win this to do this and, you know, all that kind of pressure. I think when there's no pressure and they're kind of just enjoying being out there loving hockey, we see the best of the best. So that's what I'm hoping for. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you guys both for joining us. We're going to bring in our football people in now, uh, but right. I appreciate it. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Sounds good. Thank Thanks you guys. Thanks for having me, Robbie.
Of course, of course. All right, take care. All right, so we're going to bring in uh, Dujanay Bland uh, here. Let me uh, try to swap it around. And I know that Dujanay is going to be uh, audio for us. He's been nice enough to join us uh, for uh, an abbreviated um, Super Bowl talk. So, Carol, I'll let you uh, take it away from here. I'm going to step off camera for a second, and you can start it, and then I'll, I'll jump in. Dujanay, what's going on, my brother? What's going on, man? How's things going? Hey, man, it's a beautiful day. Well, it's a snowy day, but it's still a beautiful day. You know, we had a great show so far talking Wizards, Capitals, and now it's time for that Super Bowl 55 preview between the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm actually uh, watching NFL Network right now, and I believe they're replaying the game from earlier this year between these two teams. Uh, before, I get that, yeah, before I get to the stats, and so I know your time is limited. I'll talk about that after you get off the air. Uh, what are your initial thoughts on this game and the path that these two teams have taken to get to this point in Super Bowl 55? Um, you know, it's a solid matchup. Uh, you know, both teams kind of had their, you know, times where they had their hiccups. Um, I thought you saw Tampa Bay uh, get uh, the ability to kind of learn early. Um, they were trying to marry things up with uh, Tom Brady. Um, and you saw Kansas City at the end of the season kind of tail off a little bit, too. It kind of kind of got a, uh, some folks a little nervous, uh, you know, coming into the playoffs. Um, you know, the way that they kind of ended the season, you never want to end that way. Um, but I think you're going to have a, a it's really just going to be a chess match. Um, it's really going to be about whether Kansas City can get Tom Brady off of his spot and whether uh, the Bucks can contain uh, Patty Melt Mahomes uh, and try to, you know, make it something to where, uh, you know, he's not becoming a dual threat, I should say, um, you know, with their running game, his ability to run, uh, so on and so forth. So it's going to be an interesting matchup. I think it's going to be one of the better Super Bowls that we've had in, uh, in a while. So it's definitely going to be a chess match between Bruce Arians and Andy Reid, two offensive-minded coaches. Uh, it's definitely going to come down to the defense. Can uh, Tampa Bay contain the explosiveness of explosiveness of Kansas City? And can, as you said, can Kansas City get enough pressure on Brady to get him off the spot? Because we've seen how the referees have allowed their offensive line to use WWE moves to uh, contain the defensive line. And you know it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this game is called. You have the, you know, the the GOAT and Tom Brady going up against the, you know, Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl champion Patrick Mahomes, who looks like he's going to be the next real deal in this league with this uh, team and this offense. So it's definitely going to come down to which defense can uh, frustrate the other or the opposing offense the most and to keep them out the end zone and hold them to three points instead of seven points because we've seen both of these teams put up a lot of points on the scoreboard. Um, who do you think on both sides of the uh, ball, I mean, both teams, who do you think is going to be the, in, the impact player besides Brady and Mahomes, you know, the quarterback? Who do you think is going to make an impact in this game is going to help determine the outcome between these two teams? Oh, man. Um, you know, I think it's really just going to come down to um, – it's going to come down to to really just the defenses. Um, I, I really think Tyreek Hill, uh, 
for Kansas City is a, is a game changer. Um, uh, and his ability to not just be able to go special teams wise, but what he can do offensively, um, he, he blows open uh, defenses quickly with those quick, big plays that they can uh, rile off. And I think that's what's going to be the deciding factor. Can they contain uh, that big playability of Tyreek Hill? Um, and if they can do that, then, uh, you know, they have a really good shot. I mean, they've got a shot anyway. I mean, it's Tom Brady um, and his ability uh, to be able to just really fine tune a lot of things. You saw that uh, as the season went on and a tail end of the season, they just dialed in um, and they're really dialed in right now. So, but I, I really think that's, that's the key. Tyreek Hill is the guy um, that can change this thing one way or the other. Um, and he's just because of his special teams ability uh, and his ability and what he can do on the offensive side of the ball with his versatility. No doubt, no doubt. I, I agree with you to an extent. I think that the, the player that's going to allow Hill to be more of an offensive threat is Kelsey. Uh, I had no, I'm looking at his numbers now and I had no idea this man had 106 catches, uh, 1,400 yards. He only had two drops in 145 targets and had 105 receptions, 1,400 yards and 11 TDs. I feel like if he can get going uh, on the offensive side down the scenes, on that Tampa defense, uh, I think that's what's going to open up Hill to be able to do what he can do and just, like you say, make explosive plays happen anywhere on the field, uh, screen game, punt return, uh, wide receiver. If you get the ball in his hands, against a defense that's having to play honest and straight up and not doubling him, it's going to be a problem any given Sunday. So I think that Kelsey, if he can get going early and they force the Bucks to put a safety or a safety and a linebacker on him or try to bracket him so he doesn't go off, I think Hill is going to uh, be the X factor and take over the game. So I definitely agree that uh, I feel like Tyreek Hill is going to be the X factor this game on the Tampa Bay side. I got to go with Antonio Brown. If he can, you know, get loose and uh, get a big explosive play like we've seen him do, then that will help take some of the pressure off of uh, Brady. We've seen Mike Evans, who normally has short hands, uh, had butterfingers in the playoffs. So I think it's going to take a player like Brown to take some of the pressure off of him so he can expel because I feel like uh, you, you've seen me. Oh, I'm going to make good one, though. Say that again. Don't underestimate Goodwin. Um, oh, yeah, Goodwin, that guy is also solid too. But I think he's a uh, weasel. Brandon, he's, he, he weasels his way into things, man. <laughs> he, he, just when you think that that he's not doing anything, he, he riles off a couple big plays, and and that usually is the deciding factor. I think we saw that in their last game, and he's done that pretty much all season. He's quiet, 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 and then he has a breakout quarter or two. Uh, really gets the offense moving and they get a couple big plays. He gets a couple scores. Um, you know, he really can uh, change the dynamic. And that that honestly opens the door up for guys like, um, uh, you know, Antonio Brown uh, to, to open up those plays, I think. So, you know, it's going to be interesting. It definitely is. It definitely going to be a chess match. Uh I'm still kind of flipping the coin right now, trying to decide on who I'm going to go with. And like I say, and I said, I'm never going to 
say the refs won or lost the game. But we've seen several times that the offensive line for Tampa Bay has been given certain liberties because of who they have at quarterback. And we also know that Patrick Mahomes is the golden boy of the league. Andy Reid, you know, great story, Kansas City. Boom, boom, boom. Ah. And the whole narrative of Tom Brady, if he wins his seventh ring this Sunday, he will have more Super Bowl rings than any franchise in the NFL. So I'm going with Kansas City. But I wouldn't be surprised if they find a way to kind of to win this game, especially with him being the, uh, the only team to ever host the Super Bowl and go to the Super Bowl. There's too many narratives in the, the scheme of things that I could see the NFL profiting off of, and that's where the money aspect comes into it. But I can see a couple of missed calls or a couple of referees getting uh, blind for a couple of seconds when they see an arm bar or a head uh, a headlock putting on them. Uh, uh, Kansas City Chiefs defender. So I'm going with Kansas City, but I wouldn't be surprised if they find a way for Tom Brady to ride off the sunset with seven Super Bowl rings and, you know, the Belichick not making the playoffs and him winning the Super Bowl and in that he can only go with Belichick narrative. So I'm hoping that we don't see some of the stuff we saw in the wild card round. Last week it wasn't bad, but I'm I'm going I'm going to go with Kansas City. What about you, dude? Um, I think Kansas City runs it back. Um, but you never underestimate Tom Brady. Um, but I think Kansas City runs it back. I think it's going to come down to, um, it's going to come down to an interception. Um, and we know Tom has had a couple of them, and honestly, they probably shouldn't even be here with the amount of interceptions that they had in previous games. Uh, they were unable to capitalize. Um, so. It's really going to come down to that play. And I think if you give a team like Kansas City the ability uh, to make those types of plays, to be able to uh, get turnovers, extra opportunities, I really think they are are a team that can capitalize off of that. Um, You know, home field advantage. I mean, I, I don't know if there's really any home field. Uh, advantage these guys these teams get there super early um they don't have a problem uh with any of that other stuff so i don't see that being a problem at all so i'm gonna go with kansas city but like i said i I wouldn't underestimate uh tom brady ever uh ever no doubt i'm the same way i'm just I just don't like the way, like I said, I'm still going back to watch the football team game. I just don't like the way some of those non-calls. But um, it's been a very interesting football season. I uh, I was off yesterday, so I was doing some trolling and some watching football team thing. And it, it, it's a man. I just want to end on this, though. Dan. I want to get your your opinion. You know, being on the outside, you know, I was I, I was told that. Uh, I'm giving Daniel Snyder a free pass and I don't, uh, you know, I don't hold him accountable. It's just amazing how much some fans blame, put blame on him and talk about he, uh, you know, wasted the draft pick on Dwayne Haskins. It's his call, which we went over and over and over again on this show that it had nothing to do with Daniel Snyder. But because of the DC sports media and some of these gullible fans, they want to have the audacity to try to come at me and tell me that Daniel Snyder was behind that pick. He was the third highest rated quarterback in the draft. That's what they drafted. But the fact that 
some of these fans want to demonize James Snyder. Granted, he was a he was a butthole. He came into the league wrong. But over the last five to six years, his man has done nothing but open his wallet and said, what do you need to win? And the fact that some fans got a problem with him or because he's a Trump supporter or whatever it is, and I told y'all once, I'm going to tell you again. You got two options. Ride with the team to shut up or go be a Baltimore Ravens fan. I'm tired of hearing it. And I hope the folks that I was trolling yesterday, I hope you're watching because I'm not going to say your name, but you know I shot down all your BS you were putting out yesterday. And the fact that you would even have the audacity to say you will come on my show and embarrass me with knowledge, never going to happen. Don't even ever, ever type that again or even think that again because I will come for you. And on that note, Dujanae, how do you feel about what I did that? Um, you know, some people, you're never going to be able to get them to see the light. Um, it doesn't matter what facts you put out there. They choose to believe their own narrative. And I think we see that in this world today. Um, so with that said, uh, they can either continue to ride with the false narrative. Um, and if that makes them happy, that's fine with me. Um, but at the end of the day, we all know what the truth is. The folks who know, know what the truth is. So if you want to sit around and make up, you know, stuff when you're not in the building, when you don't cover this team, um, and you're just the somebody eating Cheetos sitting on a couch, um, that's, that's okay with you. If that makes you feel great, then so be it. But I think we all know. Uh, the people who know, know what's going on. Uh, we try to disseminate that as best we can. And some people, you're just not going to be able to convince them because they choose to believe the lie, even though the truth is like, smells like some good old collard greens right under their nose. So, you know, and, and the only thing you can do is keep moving forward. Other than that, uh, I feel the same way you do. If they continue to want to be about the negativity, I mean, the Cowboys are right there for all of that mm -hmm. uh kick the can down the road um I, you know I, I i don't know what else to say i'm really tired of addressing stupidity um it's a waste of time and uh we seem to get nowhere even though we try our best to lead them to water they refuse to drink it so go ahead drink the mud or the sewage water or whatever you want to drink keep drinking it just you know i just i can't do any more with it <laughs> i really can't <laughs> I appreciate it, bro. I appreciate it. Let those folks know where they can find you at and what you got cooking. I know you're a busy man, got a lot going on. What you got cooking on the breakdown? Oh man, we're gonna get back out of here. Um had to make it some making some moves, making a big move, uh moving my home and uh where I live back to the east coast. Uh so we're gonna be trying to kick off a show, hopefully after the uh after the Super Bowl. Maybe we might get one off uh Super Bowl weekend. But um, we'll be doing that. Uh, I'll be getting back to writing here soon as once I get settled in my, my new home. And uh, you can always talk shop with me at NotBland21 on Twitter. And uh, I love talking shop with you guys. It's always fun. Um, and I appreciate you having me on uh, this afternoon, man. Thank you. Before, before you go, Dijon, I just wanted to say I had so much fun with you over, um, you know, talking wrestling. I wasn't even watching the match, but I thought it was really great to see all your guys' insight. Uh, I love what 
uh, Ken DC's People's Champ. We talked about it earlier, the Twitter, uh, but it was so much fun over there. And uh, I'm so happy that you were a part of that growth and the movement and tweeting it out. And we retweeted it as well. And uh, I just, I, I love your insight all season long. So I really appreciate that. And uh, if anybody wants to, uh, if they click on the podcast partners button on sportsothp.com, it's got all the uh, podcasts, but we also have a Dujanae bland button that goes right to all the articles as well. So we really appreciate you for coming on for the whole football season. We look forward to, uh, I don't know if we'll do a Super Bowl breakdown show next week. I haven't talked to Carol about that, um, but either do that or uh, when the next season comes along. Sounds good, man. And uh, yeah, I love DC's people champ, uh, the Sith. Uh, they do a great job over there uh, talking wrestling. I'm a huge wrestling fan. Um, and I, I just love supporting what they're doing, uh, trying to push it out there because I, I believe they bring something different to the table. Um, and, and I like different. Uh, so it's always cool to have those watch alongs. It's it's not the same without doing the watch along with DCP with champ in the Sith. Um, it makes, makes the whole pay-per-view so much more fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I wasn't even watching the pay-per-view, but they described it so well. I felt like I was still engaged. And uh, so whether you're watching it or not, uh, it's, it's definitely a good watch. So uh, good Absolutely. looking out. And I really appreciate your time. And I look forward to joining you in many more chat rooms and many more talks of football and the wrestling along the uh, rest of the year. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. I already got folks asking about what the who the team should draft if they don't get a quarterback. I remember you telling me the draft was uh, some late round quarterback that you know might be some good prospects. So yeah, I can't wait for that chat because we already got some folks trying to figure out the draft already. Sounds good. All right. Well, uh, we really appreciate uh, Dujanae for joining us. So I think we're going to bring Brian in real quickly. I'll, in fact, uh, we'll, we'll uh, bring him on the three man real fast and uh, finish it out that way. Um, uh, I really appreciate you talking in three different segments. You talked basketball, hockey, and uh, now we'll talk a little bit of football. Now, I know we're not going to give your final prediction. Uh, you're saving that for the Friday show. It's a super teaser yes. uh, for, for his show. So I'll let you do that. I, I totally appreciate the hustle uh, there. But I do want to get your insight into uh, these two uh, teams and what your thoughts are uh, going into Super Bowl Sunday. Well, I'm really excited for this matchup. I think it's. Uh, I think what DJ said is right. This could be a Super Bowl matchup for the ages. Just considering uh, you got the GOAT, Tom Brady, against the baby GOAT, Patrick Mahomes, there's a lot to be excited about. Both these teams have a lot of great offensive weapons from Mike Evans and Chris Godwin with the Bucks to Tyreek Hill and Kelsey with the Chiefs. I think this is going to be a really close, exciting game. Um, like I said, I'm not going to make uh, my official pick on who I think is going to win until Friday's episode of Upon Further Review with Brian Brennan. But I will say – I think this is going to be a really close, exciting matchup. I think this is, you know, going to be the best Super Bowl in a couple of years, maybe since that Eagles, um, that Eagles Patriots Super Bowl that was really good. And um, I'll be, I, you know, one thing Dijonais mentioned um, was that you know these teams come in early for the Super Bowl, but that's actually not the case this year uh, because of COVID and everything. The Chiefs are actually not coming into Tampa until two days, I think, before the Super Bowl. So it's not going to be like a normal trip. It's not going to be like, you know, they're there for a week. They're only going to be there for a couple of days. It's like a business trip in a sense. So uh, I think that might so actually. They're, they're not available for like media day or they're just doing. Media, media day is going to be virtual. It's going to be like um, they're going to basically just do it in Kansas City and answer virtual questions. 
Interesting. That's definitely yeah. a first that we've never had before. So that's an interesting insight. Yeah, I heard right that on there. the radio the other day. Uh, I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be kind of like a business trip for Kansas City. And I think that mindset might actually help them. So um, not to sit my hand, but um, we'll, we'll, see, uh, we'll see how it goes. I actually think that that might hurt them because uh, I think I actually was believing what Dujanay was saying that that would be really helpful for them to have gotten acclimated to uh, Florida and you know how different it is. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb right now and say Kansas City when it's probably five below zero to Tampa Bay where it's probably 65 and sunny. So <laughs> if it was going from cold, from hot to cold, and yeah, I could see that, but I really don't see a, a issue with them going from, you know, going to camp a little bit later. Well, I, I just think jet lag, just getting their body used to the time. It's know. a one hour time difference, Robbie. Yeah. It's not like they're traveling to Japan or anything. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. I don't know. I we'll, we'll see. We'll see if it makes a difference. <laughs> I, I, I think Tom Brady's played in that, uh, you know, venue a lot this season. I think that he's gotten used to it. I, I don't know if there is such thing as, home field advantage of the Super Bowl. No one knows because it's never happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, but it's interesting that a five seed wildcard team could even get home field advantage in a Super Bowl. Like it's something that you would never see in any other sport. And they're technically the road team too, which is interesting. Don't, don't get me started, Robbie. I don't want to go off on a tirade because they <laughs> there. It is what it is. I'm going to do the quick tail of the tape before we get out of here. Uh, Tampa Bay is 11 and 5, Chiefs 14 and 2, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Carol, can you turn on your camera for my thing? Sorry, I don't have you. Oh, how did my. What? I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, went, it went off before, but I didn't want to say anything. But oh, yeah. Jesus, man, I got a little gremlin in my computer or something. What's going on with that? It's, it's okay. I actually, this when you switch it, it switches to a camera that's a different camera that's actually better for ours. So who knows? That's so, crazy. I don't know what happened, but tell the tape real quick so we can get out of here. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, 390 to 588, uh, 4,740 yards, 38 touchdowns, six interceptions. Tom Brady, 401 for 610, 4,600 yards, 4,633 yards, 40 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Uh, I mentioned Travis Kelsey, 105 receptions, 1,400 yards, 11 touchdowns. Mike Evans, 70 receptions, 1,006 yards, and 13 touchdowns. Uh, both offenses are in the top 15. Uh, passing, Kansas City's first, Tampa Bay second. Rushing, both teams are... Uh, Middle of the pack, Kansas City average 112, uh, Tampa Bay 94, uh, which is 28th, Tampa, uh, Kansas City 16th. Uh, they're both uh, points, Kansas City is uh, 29.6, Tampa Bay is 30.8, which is third in the league, Kansas City is sixth in the league. Both uh, third down conversions are pretty good, Kansas City is at 49%, which is third, and Tampa Bay is at uh, 43%, which is 11th. Uh, both defenses are top 15. Kansas City is 15th. Uh, Tampa is the ninth. They're both pretty solid on the pass. Nothing stellar. And they just both wreak havoc with the quarterback when they get a lead. So it's definitely going to be an interesting game. See who gets the score first and can dictate the pace of the game. It's going to come down to which defense will stop the opposing offense. I'm still going with Kansas City. Hopefully, you know, they don't have the the, some of the blatant stuff we saw against the Washington football team happening in the Super Bowl because that was really, you know, blatantly pissed me off because, you know, we want the biggest game of the year to be called correctly and not, you know, turn the blind eye because of a certain narrative that wants to be written. But 
It's been a great season. Appreciate all you guys checking. Well, I, I want to say a couple more quick things before we, oh, yeah, we, we go. Yeah. Um, first of all, I, I love doing the fantasy with you. I'm sorry that you missed out on making some picks. So it's not a little bit closer uh, there, but uh, Tommy, my father-in-law and Arun are at the top of the picks. I'm right behind them uh, tied with uh, DC's people champ. We're tied for third. Uh, there's a couple people tied for six, including um, uh, Dujanae. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see my pick. I'm picking uh, the uh, um, Tampa Bay, at least publicly, but I'm going to in the app pick Kansas City. Uh, so that way I don't lose points you know, based on it. But I personally think Tampa Bay is going to win. So I will lose out points in the app if I'm actually right. But um, uh, so I'm going to bet on um, Kansas City, but I'm picking Tampa Bay. So if, if that makes any sense. Uh, but, uh, I just think that Tom Brady, uh, there's a debate on whether he'd walk away. I'll ask you guys this. I talked about this on, uh, another show earlier in the week, um, uh, with Rev T, uh, do you think if Tom Brady wins this Super Bowl, does he walk away or does he continue to play? And so I'm going to ask Carol first, and then I want to get Brian's thoughts on that one. Uh, I believe he signed a two year contract. Um, I'd always retire. It doesn't really. Yeah, I think that uh, he still has another year. I think that he'll probably play another year, especially at the way. Like I said, I don't want to harp on the way the rest can call him things, but they've allowed that 43 year old dude enough time that he could, you know, make a sandwich, tie his shoes, and then throw the ball and still compete fast. So, I mean, I think if he wins, he's definitely going to stick around for another season, see if he can win eight and put his distance between. Almost everybody in the NFL hope that uh, the Super Bowl championship can be considered yeah. a goat for real, for real. Then he'd be better than 50%. Right now he's 10 for 20, but he'd be 11 for 21 if he's able to do that. Brian, what do you think? Does he walk off into the sunset or does he keep trying? Uh, no, I think Tom Brady's going to keep playing after the Super Bowl no matter what, even if he gets seven. Um, he's talked many times about how he wants to play until he's 45. In fact, he even said the other day that he would consider playing beyond 45. I don't know if that's just, you know, just hype or whatever. He's maybe just trying to hype people up, his fans. But um, I don't see any way Tom Brady steps away, even if he does win his seventh Super Bowl. Um, I think he's – he just – the man just never quits. Um, he just always is go, go, go. And um, he's like a machine, and it's very tough to tell him to stop. So I don't see him stopping at all after this one. Interesting. Well, I appreciate your perspective. Uh, Brian, any final thoughts before we let you go? Um, no, just thank you for having me on. You guys did a great show tonight. I was glad I was able to listen to pretty much all of it. Um, you know, check out upon further review with Brian Brennan, uh, my podcast, a new episode came out today. Um, it was a great episode. We talked about um, some trades that happened, the Matthew Stafford trade, the Nolan Arenado trade. Uh, then I ranked, like we talked about earlier, my top five Super Bowls. Um, so it was great. I think Friday I'm going to do another top five or some, some other Super Bowl content. And then of course, we've also got the round table on Friday with, uh, Michael Edgley, Tim Clark and Arun Bhattacharya. So I'm looking forward to that. And, uh, yeah, check us out. Apple podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, Twitter, we're everywhere. Uh, upon further review with Brian Brennan. Thank you, Brian. As always, we'll talk to you next week as part of our Wizards talk, and we'll probably recap the Super Bowl at some point in next week's show, but uh, that's to be determined. Uh, but thanks for joining us. No problem, guys. Have a good night. All right. All right. Take it easy, Mike.
All right, Carol, we did it. My goal was 10.30. We hit, I mean, the game didn't go the way I wanted to, but the timing of the show was spot on. So, you know, like you win some, you lose some, but uh, I'll take it. Uh, I was trying to get the show to be two hours, but start early. So that way the timing, we'd start the third period with the hockey talk. We get a post game in. Uh, we got the Wizards talk at the beginning, some great uh, football talk. I'm happy Dijanae was able to call in. I know how busy he was, so I'm happy he was able to squeeze us in. Uh, and then they get Brian's take at the very end. Uh, Carol, any final thoughts from you before you send us out? Uh, uh, it's been, a, like I say, NFL season coming to an end. We all uh, love our football. Hopefully next year we can have a you know real training camp, real preseason with this COVID situation being hopefully done and over with. Um, capital season, uh, you know, just getting underway, preview the season. We're going to ride it all the way to the wheels fall off, hopefully to another Stanley Cup championship because we love covering them to the 2018 season. Uh, the Wizards, uh, I don't even know what to say. I love all y'all coverage. Uh, hopefully they can figure it out. Defense has always been their issue since I was probably unable to put it. So, uh, Unfortunately, they still carry that along. Make sure you go check out the website, sportsothp.com. You can check out the uh, Sports OTHP apparel. I'm rocking the hoodie. Robbie got the pillow in the background, District of Champions. I got the backdrop, District of Champions. Appreciate all the love and the support. Got a couple of orders in for some of the Sports OTHP apparel stuff. Then we got partnered with Eric Kuz. You can see the nice blue shirt in the background. Got the sweatsuit coming out. Got a whole bunch of stuff in the works. So appreciate all the love and support. You need a new, used, or pre-owned certified vehicle. Come high, let me down at Waldorf Honda, 2450 Crane Highway, Waldorf, Maryland, North Brown side across from the Lowe's and the Popeye. Supposed to be off tomorrow, but I got two deals pending tomorrow. So come on down and be number three, because you know your boy's going to take care of you. Um, shout out to all the folks that support, all the contributors, all the folks that like it, share it. Check out the YouTube channel, Carol for the third with three eyes. Robbie got his channel. It's all on the page. Congratulations! Congratulations on hitting your first milestone on your oh, YouTube. Yeah, you got, a, you so. know, got 100 subscribers. Appreciate it. You know, tell your folks subscribe. You got the feed live going every Monday night. I got at the bar radio going every Sunday night. You see highlight videos. You see some of the beats that I make. I post a whole bunch of stuff on there. So go follow, subscribe. Cause you know we're trying to get the DC sports out there on a wider platform because you know DC sports are the politics. It's not just a catchphrase. I want to also I want to thank Mark Moore too. He was commenting all night during that football thing, but I was so zoned in I didn't give him a shout out. But Mark is a big supporter, so I want to give him a shout out at the end. He gave some stats and stuff that's um, in there. He just said congratulations to you as well uh, for the the milestone. So uh, thank you, Mark, uh, for uh, you know giving your thoughts in the, in the comments and for everybody who was giving their comments all night um, on the uh, the Zoom live feed. We really appreciate uh, people watching the Caps game with us from all the way over across the pond at two in the morning so uh i really a shout out to all the fans no doubt no doubt appreciate it as always um we'll be back at it next week as always bringing you the best dc sports coverage around dc sports are the politics not just a catchphrase it's not just a motto it's what we do cp3 live from the lab robbie g live from the man cave and we out Renegade 703, Money Convo, and you know how we do. Go follow, go support, go stream it live. That's what we do, baby. Bring you the best entertainment around.